roughly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensor media. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn, and I have in the studio. The now official co-host. Oh, no. You're the official co-host official. now. I'm the cat. You Dave, Char- door open. Dave Charnick has rolled in. But not next week. He will not be here. So, nope. you know, in, enjoy him while he's here. Well, I can uh, remote in from Amsterdam. Nah, that's okay. We, uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> no, we might. We, <coughs> actually, we may do that. We talked about that. Uh, MT and I were like, hey, man on the street. Well, yeah, but what time would it have to be in Amsterdam, though? Fucking late. Dude. Yeah. Oh, just You'll be out raging hard. I'm old. I'll, no, I'll be asleep. Come on. Yeah. You can do it. From Live from Dave's hotel room somewhere in Malta. That sounds good to me. Okay. Malta is a shady place. What do you mean? I just checked online. <laughs> like, I went to the State <laughs> Department to see what it was like. How and they're shady? Like, no, level one, totally safe. It is so like going to Queens. Technically, it's safe, but it is shady as fuck. What is shit? Wait, you're going to get me all nervous. I was supposed to go to... Oh, it's, to a, good, it's a great... It's like one of those... It's kind of like a... Um, you know, it's the... the Tax-free. It's got all those kind of. So it's shady in that sense. All right. Well, it's it's not the You're not going to get. You're from. You're from fucking Queens. Look, I, I'm. I'm an easy mark, man. They see me walking down the street. They're like, I'm going to mug true. that guy. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. No, but it's huge <laughs> right now for medical cannabis. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. I'm so, only six foot. So know, today's show is going to be a somber, somber show, but not really because mm. we're out of it now. But. 30 years ago sucked balls we were in it deep and for those of you who are not even 30 years old who are listening to the show this might be a little bit past your time but many of the people who do listen to the show will remember this day uh, uh, because right now it is october 25th so tomorrow is officially the 30th anniversary of operation green merchant that sucked it's not a good no there's no there's yeah. no applause there's like no you like you said i don't even know anything about this i i besides what i know from hearing it from the show here but and, yeah exactly well it's yeah. just it, it, it is it was when a huge shift in the uh direction of of the war on drugs where it started to get to the point where it was uh you know zoning in on the whole dutch scene the shipping of seeds internationally uh the grow shops working with growers because you know as we all know a guy has a shop full of equipment He's got guys coming in that want equipment and want to grow things that are worth a lot of money. They don't have quite enough money to buy said products, mm-hmm. but would gladly wimpy burger the deal mm-hmm. and just like, I will pay you for those 100 lights. <laughs> Next Tuesday. <laughs> Next Tuesday, exactly. <laughs> During my harvest of tomatoes. Exactly. Of lovely tomatoes. Yes, I have a flower garden going there, tulips. And if anybody remembers that time period too, especially like, you know, it was kind of like there was a slight uptick before all that went down where people were getting it was it wasn't that people thought it was gonna get legal or anything like that but there definitely was a little bit like what you can buy seeds like that like it was like yeah fuck it we're doing it you know what i mean so people were and also people don't understand that the whole shipping of seeds from europe and this is something that's interesting as far as from where i see it because when i moved there i kind of made it my point never to send seeds because 
I just I just knew it was the wrong move. I, I knew it right out of the gate. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to send seeds because mm-hmm. of, and so, you know, it's like how people uh, assume. I've had it so many times where people are like, you ship tons of seeds. I'm like, dude, I didn't ship any. Not a fucking Not seed. during that time period. No, it was I just scary. Like, well, because I actually, because I worked for Sensi, and that was in 90, right after all this went down, I started working for Sensi. I'm trying to get Ben on the show, too. I talked to him earlier. He's he's on the road. He's going back to Holland, but if we can catch him for a little bit. Uh, he was on the other side, and the thing is, I didn't understand why everybody was so paranoid about Americans when I first got there, because I was like, hey, what's going on? And they are like, oh, American guy, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? I was like, what, huh? And it was like, oh, I didn't realize. Because they were looking at us going, you guys passed what laws? You do what? You can't do this. You can't do that. How restrictive? I thought you're supposed to be the land of the free. But now when you want to buy a lamp, you have to misrepresent and say you were buying it for to grow tomatoes or you were growing some oregano in your house. Yeah. But, but if you said cannabis, oh, you're if you, you said pot, forget about it. And in fact, they went so far as they didn't even care anymore. At first, I think they relied, like they pressured the, the owners of businesses to, yeah. to almost narc their own customers. And then when that didn't work out for them, they just seized all their shipping records. Anybody who did business with these lamp companies, lighting companies, grow stores, anything like that, you are now on some database as a pot grower. I mean, you could have just been growing petunias, but you are now on a database as a pot grower, and you're probably going to get looked up. And it was, I I hated it back then. In fact, I I don't think I grew for like two years after that started. It was probably another... Well, you know, it's it's kind of interesting, too, because when I was living in... The last place I lived in America was in Florida, and... I didn't set up a grow because I just, I, I was only there for a short time and I wasn't really, I had a grow going on up in Rhode Island, like, it was not a shitty one at that, but then I moved out of Florida and I was in a tiny little apartment and there was no way I was going to set up anything there, but <clears throat> I was going to all the grow shops and kind of just checking it out. And there was Gold Coast Hydroponics, I think at the time. And a couple of these places that I went into were 100% DEA run. Like I could just, I walked in and it was like three fat guys sitting on chairs and like looking like, oh, they looked at me when I walked in. They have like five items on the wall. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, I'm sorry. I don't see nothing. I'm out. And I just. You like, join our mailing list, sir? They were just yeah, super shady. <laughs> and you could just see, and that was in like uh, 88. Uh, 88 no that was but i was 18 i was in college i wasn't yeah. growing grass then but so there was definitely something going on like that was the build-up to the whole thing where you mm-hmm. could see okay we got some because I, I it was like i drove like two hours to get to this fucking shop uh-huh. too because i was like i'm not going to the one near me you know it was just that classic and i and i wasn't even going really to buy anything i just wanted to go check some stuff out and possibly i was thinking about it but then i just got on a boat anyway and i was like fuck it i'm out we would change cars just to buy soil Mm-hmm. It was it was not again and not a fun time back then. I'm I'm glad we found a little uh, intelligence over the well, years. Well, here's an even weirder thing though. Right now in Holland, it's it's even deeper than that. Right now, you can't have a you cannot have, all the grow shops closed. Like every fucking one of them, there's none open left. Right, because the only one that have now they have three different places. One of them's like a little out of town and quite industrial and you just drive in tell them what you need and they load you up and you're out there's no shop why what's the point of it because they've uh taken it to the next extreme as they'd love to do and so if you say i sell you 100 lamps and you have a receipt right and you get busted then i'm liable for what you're growing oh give me a break that's what they yeah that's the dutch dutch mentality (laughs) so all of a sudden you're like well what how do i so they've they've just taken the model that happened here 
on the side, which did, like you were saying in the beginning, there is guys who rolled into grow shops and guys who had grow shops and had bills to pay and were like, fuck it, give them 100 lights, mm-hmm. see them in two months, get our little chunk on top, you know, and so that's illegal, obviously. <laughs> and, and, and those things, you know, but in Holland, they didn't even let you get to that point. They just assumed you're guilty from the second that you sold the light if that whatever that person oh, that's heard, ridiculous you were responsible so everybody was like well, there's no way to stay in business so pretty much that just shut down what is the economy of uh holland right now anyway what's their uh their big product because it's obviously not grass anymore no it's i mean i think well as far as in the agricultural world i mean they're still top dogs when it comes to flowers i mean those guys in Alspear yeah, right. put out a shitload every day <laughs> like you know 747 is loaded to the gills. Yeah, so. but their flower industry doesn't compete with our flower industry. And the tourism that, that cannabis brings to Amsterdam and to all the surrounding cities, is it, it, it's got to be off the charts for them. This is the classic, don't bite the hand that feeds you. It is, but they also um, amazingly have been like push, pushing back hard forever. Like the whole time I was there, in the very beginning it was cool because it was like they were really just like relaxed and the cops all had their hats back and beards growing and like it was just like what and earrings and you were just like that's the cops all on didn't even tuck their shirts in you know what i mean and then after them came the next round and they were a little bit more like and then it just got more and more now it's like robocops right they're paramilitary now yeah now they roll around you're like fuck wouldn't want to fuck with any of these guys no but back in the day they were always like you know hands on the hips like ooh. <laughs> when it used to be the gilder and it used to be fun oh my god it was great it was great uh so <clears throat> as far as the uh the uh the years like preceding that i mean it, we'll talk with the with, we'll talk with our guests and get a kind of timeline of what, what happened in those early years but it definitely uh changed the bong culture later because that was the next thing came after that was pipe dreams which we'll probably do a story on that because that's coming up soon too but it kind of started back then too a lot of companies went out of business that were making paraphernalia or quote-unquote paraphernalia or mm-hmm. anything that can be associated with cannabis yeah. um right graphics remember we talked about this right mm-hmm. they went out and the new graphics popped up and the family wars began and you you couldn't call it a bong if if you could find uh, a head shop they would have signs on the wall that said you have to these products are for tobacco, tobacco only use. yeah, yeah. and that's how it all started i mean they if, if you said anything out loud it put them in a really bad position and they weren't going to sell you jack hmm. and that was the end of your day especially if you needed a bong yeah uh the head shop i go to they still even have a sign up that says water pipe does not have a b in it oh come, like, on. Dude, come on like what are we doing here yeah <laughs> some of the head shops in town will give me a discount for being a medical cannabis patient so right I, I, yeah i don't know what do they think i'm gonna buy a bong and then smoke tobacco out of it <clears throat> i don't hope not jeez that'd be terrible dude <laughs> <laughs> well isn't there some guy <clears throat> on youtube that will take glass bongs into cities like out on the street and fill them with tobacco and take big bong hits in the hopes that cops fuck with them and he's just like oh, what are so you talking funny. about this is this is a bong and i'm using it to smoke tobacco and here's the tobacco that was in it you can't arrest me wow yeah, so find that put that one up that'd be pretty fucking yeah, cool right no he exists and then there's the magician that hi well i'm digressing where where <laughs> this is what what happens when i try to fill air yeah well um as a air pre-filler, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's fill the air. Let, let, let's let's uh, actually do our. Um, you want to do shout-outs? Shout let's do shout-outs now and this time because uh, we're going to do everything except for the obvious one. Because at the end of the show, it's all about 
the Illuminar giveaway. Oh, that's right. What does everyone have to know? We don't even know. Do you know? Don't you have to know the word you of the week or the word I of the month? Yeah, I better figure it out. I'm going to figure it out here in a little bit. <laughs> All you have to do is go to the Instagram account from uh, Illuminar Lighting, and there will be every... It's a word of the month now. Used word to be of the week. month. Used to be word of the week. That was a little rough. What's the most important now thing you, you only have, have to do, though? 30 days to figure it out. Remember, what's the most important thing? <laughs> Include your phone number. Right? What? Most Detroit Rock City. Most important thing is, yes... Well, first of all, you have to write us, <laughs> and you have to tell us what the fuck you want this light for, and that's all you have to do is just tell us what and why, and obviously, we're looking for people that, that you know, don't have 3,700 lights already going. It'd be nice to bring in new folk. I'd know? love to hear from the, the guy that won last month from Canada and see if he received it and if he's using it already, because that was his first lamp. Mm. We could do a follow-up um, I, I just, I, I got to tell you. You should do that when, before you should, as a co-host, you need, that should be your homework. That would be my homework. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to whoever grew this because I'm looking at the crystals getting squished all over the side of the bag and I'm going, how do we roll a joint of this? We're going to roll joints of all of this. Squish. And was, oh yeah, here's a time. Here we go. Before we do our shout outs, let's do our little time filler here because I went to LA this week and did a little, uh, it was only a live podcast, which was kind of cool. It was almost like what we could be doing. We, we could do it. It'd be very depressing when no one shows up to our live <laughs> podcast. So yeah, right. Because that would be the, uh, the classic. Like this thing. isn't live. No, I mean live, like studio audience. Oh no, no, no! I don't work well in front of an audience. No, no, no. The podcast right now, we're talking to one person. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works best. It was always sure. talking to one person. Well, you're talking to a few people. It was actually seven. Always seven. one. Was it? Well, no, we seven, I, there's we're thousands, seven. but then it gets seven it gets people? a little overwhelming. It's getting we do no, no, we but do five here. No, no, no. <laughs> oh what? No, I'm just never mind. Oh, I'm. You're too lost in the because you got the keyboard to think about. Yeah, I know. Play the I know, pop right? music. Right. You're like your brain is. <laughs> we got a, we got a little sampler now. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh oh. Oh, we got incoming call. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Yo yo, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Yo, Adam, what's good, man? What's happening? Oh, is this our is this our uh, Home Depot? Yeah, into Canada checking in. <laughs> into Canada, <laughs> checking back. Yeah. Well, we actually have a show today, so you're, you don't we don't we don't totally need your assistance. No, I but, know. I, I but it was good. But I'm glad. Too much of your time. No, no. But, but thanks did, for uh, calling in. Oh yeah. Uh, Are you I'll also just unrelated note with your guests recently? I picked up uh, some autoflower genetics and Jeff Lowenfeld's new book. So oh, nice. about that. There you go. Auto like shout out Jeff Lowenfeld. Yeah, no, auto and, and not only that, but it just shows the Adam Dunn show. See. Huge sales. Yeah. We got one book. And <laughs> did, you, did you request the done deal? <laughs> did you get a done deal on any of those things, or was it? Um, if you gave the done deal, I'd hear that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, did you try to get the done deal off of Jeff? You should have said, I want the done deal. I mean, he could have at least. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure if this was the right place to buy it, but I guess I just got it through Amazon, so there wasn't like yeah, a book. You're supposed to ask for it anywhere That's the wrong are. Jeff. That's the wrong Jeff. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Yeah, I call, Be call Bezos. I'm like, whoa, where's my discount, right. bitch? No discount from Bezos. Don't I think worry it, about it. I think it does. I need to get it like after the fact. It'd be like, I got your book. Here's the receipt, Jeff. That's a good idea. I think he would appreciate that. Actually, <laughs> why don't you send him the book and ask him to sign it? And, and, and include the refund back and, and the, refund, <laughs> the difference. And the, and the difference. Send back with a f signature and, and, a, and, a, and a refund. I, I like that. Uh, sure. we'll um, okay, what I was calling it about also. Uh, a boot? Bringing up the, uh, Canadian. Did you just do it a boot on me? Wait a minute. Did you boot me right now? Did you just a boot? Are you from Canada? He is from Canada. Of course okay. he is. You just a booted a me. A boot? Oh, I might have uh, a boot. You just, no, you were no, booted. You fully booted. All right, anyway. <laughs> just go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, you were talking about the light winner last month, and I, and I happen to know the guy who won the light last month and everything. Oh, so I kind of wanted to just uh, check in with that. Uh-huh. Tell us. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, I know the guy. Uh, he called in. Um, Canada. Yeah, he, he's. Uh, his name is. Uh, he goes by Dabberman on Instagram. I think he's tried to email and reach out about the light, but he's been having trouble getting response. I guess from you guys. Oh point. my god! What are you trying? You calling on the wah, air? Wah, wah, wah. Just tell him. Who did he try? He probably tried to contact KT. Play the police music. Probably. Let's get this guy. <laughs> Dude, the cops are coming. We gotta, yeah, we, we got to go, go, man. No, <laughs> he, he swears he emailed info at Adam Dunn's show. Oh, that is KT. I can confirm if he did. How oh, does he spell KTI. Dunn? We're going we're gonna to blame KT. Did he spell it D-O-N-E? I just, I just need to know who to blame. That's the, the way it goes these days. Who do I blame? It's a server. Boom. Got it. All right. Email server. And that, so and now he's asking me too because he's kind of curious, and I'm like, he's like, I DM'd on Instagram. I'm like, I don't think he checked his Instagram though, man. You got to email. No, so, yeah. Well, so I'm such yeah. a huge star that I, I have like nine people checking my Instagram for me. He has. <laughs> you should see the Adam Dunn staff. Okay, oh it God. is. It's it's a ton of people. I'll they sit on two floors KTI. of a building. Yeah, I'll shoot a message to KTI and and, and make sure that that's getting going. That's there good. you go. No problem. We'll we'll make that work. Don't you worry. Thanks for calling in on that. And uh, make make sure you call from Home Depot next time, so we don't have to like throw up fake backgrounds anymore. We want definitely, with <laughs> the real deal. Try to find something green screen. If you could find a green screen in the fucking Home Depot. Oh, house. we're in Home Depot right now. Oh, we're back in. Well, Home wait Depot. a minute. Go yeah. to the paint department. Yeah. Find some green paint and tell them you need to sample and see yeah. if they can put it up on tell the wall. Tell them you need a piece of the. I need a part of wall over here so I can do a little sample. Something good like that. I, I have a, I have a portable green screen, so I'll do something crazy. Oh, All right, be even, better. even better. But it doesn't even right. matter if it's portable because <laughs> it's a green screen. That's the best part. You're like out in the middle of the fucking this awesome epic place and you pull the green screen up and then it makes <laughs> you look like you're somewhere boring. We'll make you look portable. <laughs> we can make you fly. Sometimes you can even have a tinfoil hat put on your head without you knowing because the person <laughs> operating everything doesn't show you the screen until oh. after it's been up on you for 45 seconds. That's good. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> see, I felt it. I can't see anything right now, but I know it's coming. And see, he's hiding the, his screen from me right no, now, I so I can't it. see I have, Jack I have either. Words. I only have words. It's, it's okay. <clears throat> all right, man. Thanks for calling in. Yet. I got to right. I gotta do my shout-outs before uh, all right, five. So we're gonna be, all right, cool. Thanks, bro. <clears throat> so, um, all right. Let's five seconds on this, and then we're going to do our shout-outs, and then it'll be perfect timing. Five o'clock, we'll have Wolf call in if he's listening right now. You got your timing, Wolf? Wolf. Wolf, you have 18 minutes. Because last time I was supposed to go like, ow, and then he was supposed to come in, but uh, he, yeah, didn't, he right. didn't quite get it. So, Well, he's probably going to give me shit for the first few minutes for not returning his calls, but oh, maybe he doesn't hear this I don't right think now. everybody needs to hear that. It's no. okay. Hey, Wolf, if you're listening, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's, right. let's talk about but, what happened 20, okay, so, 30 years ago. Okay, so listen. Here's the, the deal. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I like, like that one. Yeah, see, we're getting some. We're going somewhere now. We got some beats. See, the budget's been increased here right now. <laughs> we have a full B three organ. <laughs> totally it's a Hammond. B, it's a total B three. No, yeah. it's not a Hammond. It's it's a Korg. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, I went out to Cali. I sat down with the guys from Cannabis Open Broadway. Yeah, okay, get rid of that thing. All right, you can stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I thought we were doing shoutouts. No, and I can't do shoutouts the whole time like that. That'll go forever. That'll be killer. I have. Different beats for each <laughs> thing, oh, man. See the production. What do you? Know? I don't know. Okay, fine. It's That's fine. fine. Didn't right. we cover this no, in rehearsal? No, no, no we fine. never rehearse. That's oh. the best part about this. <laughs> this is all coming out. I knew we had beats, but I didn't hear what was going on. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. No, I'm not even going to do the shots yet. I was going to do this for a few minutes. Oh, there we are. 
Yeah, Home, Home Depot, Depot, baby. You are in Home Depot. And I have the tinfoil hat on. See, I knew it was coming. There it is. Good, good. Yes. Okay. I won't move out We're of in Home Depot getting more tinfoil. I'll take it off. So yeah. anyway, I went out and I did a um, uh, little like, live live podcast, which was funny because, of course, you know, doing podcasts is really out of my mouth. What was the name of it? Fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 it's got the word cannabis in it. No. You can look it up. Sweet. I'll send you the... I'll send you the uh, Go look at your Twitter feed. It was on your Twitter feed. No, yeah, it was. Uh, I'll send you the photo. How's that? And you'll, uh, but it, it, uh, wasn't even going. Oh, so anyway, I did it with James Loud, and we were talking about the doing the loud seeds, which we gave the first pack. Done loud, yeah, done loud. Who'd you give the first pack to? To whoever paid for it. I think he sold out last week. Oh, did he? Yeah, by the way, everybody, anybody who didn't get in on that, um, auction, they missed out because. Everything. How sold. did it? How did that auction work? Everything out? sold. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. amazing. Don't say the, the however much money was raised. The IRS no, would. No, it, you know it wasn't crazy, crazy, but it was enough to make it. Uh, it made his day, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, uh, future cannabis project was the name. There you go. I knew it. Something. I was like future some, or cannabis open, but that's another. That's totally different. You don't want to say that. But uh, the Future Cannabis Project, they've done a couple, I think they've done a couple of these uh, panels. They did one with Josh D and Mo uh, and James Loud, and then again with James Loud and me and James Bean making oh, a nice. master appearance. So one of, one, master, masterful, he masterfully uh, rocked it. No, it was, it was kind of cool. It was just a very, very relaxed atmosphere. There you are. Boom. That one. Well, I'm just realizing right now. But I, it's that I, same I think Mark on the board phoned that's in the... That's the other one. That's the last one, I think. He phoned right. in the tinfoil hat. That's a Hershey's hey, that's kiss. Me. There you go. There you go. Boom. You Son of it. a bitch. You got it. <laughs> so, uh... What did you say? <laughs> you phoned in the tinfoil hat. That's a Hershey's kiss, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm serious. I don't know. if Can you can you zoom in on this? Because I, I was... So which uh, one is that? I don't know, but oh, I, I love... This is a judge. I love what it does to the outside of the bag. I or the inside of the I bag. I actually don't. I actually don't. But the, the, so these are all these sage and sour crosses, and I was actually really impressed. There's all there's some super nice flavors in there. It wasn't. He picked a good male that's not overpowering. Doesn't like change the flavor profile too much. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, so oh, we're gonna, good we're gonna, for him. We're gonna smoke some Josh D right now, and then so these these seeds will be available soon. The Dunloud series. <laughs> uh, nice. Final testing going in. What is the uh, done deal on the done loud seeds? That'll be like two extra seeds per pack. Well, you're, I mean, it's going to be literally the way I'm packing them. Everybody's going to get you buy ten, you get ten for free. So it's kind of oh, cool. It's and but they're going to be broken down into five packs each. So it's going to be ten that you buy and five and five. Ooh. And then that what way, a deal. Yeah, it's just, so it's kind of got the done deal built in. You know, it's gonna be hard to done deal the done deal. But if you get them, depending on where you get, them, <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it all if built in. I want to find I, somebody to write in or call in who tries to get the done deal on a done product and doesn't get the done deal on the yeah, done right. product because they haven't put it on their website. Yeah, no, most people. I mean, I, I'm, that's the oh, one that's thing I'd have pungent. to say. Oh, that's pungent. That's a well, that's that is good. a nice smell to it. So that's the Josh D times sage and sour. And I was very impressed with this. I was very impressed with Skush, which was the uh, skunk Kush from uh, Dominion Seeds. And also, uh, also crossed with the same sage and sour mayo. Um, now, this one was weird. It, 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 like, first part of the joint doesn't taste so great. Tastes 
really interesting in the middle and then it kind of tastes good but it loses its flavor like it loses its its uniqueness at the end it just becomes real strong hmm. so it's real resiny but the f- so it's kind of like but it's called uncle cherry or something like that times station sour strange uncle cherry and then uncle there cherry. is this one which i hate when people write stuff on oh, bags yeah, that comes up is... like that and you're like yeah because i gave away a few of them oh this is really pungent. They're definitely cherry. Oh yes, definitely cherry. Yeah. Like that Holy one's moly. got. That one's got. So I was. I'm I mean, it curious. smells like like Luden's cough drops, like those I'm, cherry cough I'm drops. I'm curious to see if that's got some CBD in it, just from that cherry profile, because oh, that seems wow. to be like the prominent weird connection between a lot of strains. Where you're like, hmm, okay. Let's have somebody on the Dunn staff Google the uh, COAs on that. We'll take a look at it. COAs on what? On this thing right here. We'll find out if there's oh. CBD in it. No, I don't even... I'd have to talk to James about it. I don't even know. I'm not sure if that's it. That's, I think so. I see you and... Yeah, but it could be something else. That's pretty. What's this one? Skush. Skush is really nice. Oh, are we on smell vision So, okay, Can let's do the shout-outs. We're going to do the shout-outs now. Okay. That I did that. So just keep your eyes open. Sage, uh, Sage Master Select uh, and... Dunloud Seeds. Dunloud nice. Seeds. Yes. New Millennium Nutrients. <laughs> <laughs> These are my cues now. <laughs> it's so great. So, so right away. Wait, you're going to get cues. I'm still going to interrupt and tangent you onto something completely of different. Of course. Well, that, that would always happen anyway. No, like I was just in Las Vegas and I bumped into Jerome Baker, who is a brilliant glass artist. Mm-hmm. And see, I screwed him up. See, Board Ops, he went to New Millennium, but yeah. no, I'll go back. But no, but I, anyone out there, you, you take a look at his uh, Instagram page, Jerome yeah. Baker Glass. Who's that guy? Oh, I never no. heard of that guy. It is. Fa- his, listen, I, I bumped I into him. I was hanging out with him last week. I wasn't hanging out with him. We just at the show together. But No, I, 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 when I told him that I bought my first glass pipe from Bob Snodgrass on the Eugene Saturday Market in 1992, mm-hmm. and then him saying that you know he actually learned how to blow from Bob, that's a... Mm-hmm. That I, I loved it. I want one of his pieces. I want two of his pieces. Oh, you, and, and the funny thing is, is it's like, I mean, almost all those those early '90 artists have a certain thing. If they, unless they've really pushed it hard, I, I guarantee you, this is Wolf calling in early, right? Of course, no, no problem. Is that Wolfski? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, I heard you have a uh, <laughs> call in uh, on, a, on a on a show coming there by Green Merchant. I do, I do. Um, we're going to start that in about ten minutes, officially. I see. Who we got? Who we got on the line? Uh, Kevin Bjornsson. Oh, nice kid. Were you affected by Operation Green Merchant, Kevin? I was the poster boy for it. Oh wow! Well, well we definitely want to talk to you <laughs> in <we> ten minutes. In fact, it's all my, my fault. Oh, well, how is it your fault? Wow. You're not the Ray Kogo. Not my fault. Well, Ray Kogo is the one that kind of we. we You're Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Who is Ray Ray Koga? Ray. Co- I mean Ray, Ray Reagan. You mean yeah? No, but I was a poster <laughs> boy. What started it was Bush Senior went down to a anti-drug conference in Latin America, and they says, "Well, hey, you know, you want us to bust our own citizens, and you're not you're not busting these people with Sensimia Tips magazine and High Times magazine, right?" And that's when he decided to do the green merchant thing. And oh, if it hadn't been for me, since it made tips, it would have folded a long time ago. So I was their main advertiser for a few, the first few years. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, well, Tom is going to join us in a little bit, too, actually. So that's kind of awesome for you to call in. Um, so 
so you you were advertising and they kind of popped in on you so what happened what happened you were you affected on the actual day itself or was it part of a uh yeah i was uh, at the time about 66 groceries after we hit one third just got uh papers t- stolen the other uh, got see i got all three i got uh, all my documents bank accounts all the paperwork uh 90 percent of the array, uh and uh, my bank accounts, and I was criminally charged. So wow. I was I was very hard hit. Yeah. Oh. And, and you had what kind of a, what kind of business were you running at the time? Uh, I had a grow shop in uh, Seattle. Okay. Uh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, and then that's I mean you know like we're having also having Wolf calling in a little bit too, and I mean I think that whole Northwest was the most like obviously on the watch. They were you know, and and, oh, yeah. and, and I mean it was. Re- you know, not for any unknown reason, there was some fire fucking weed coming out of that area. So it was probably being, you know, it, it, you, when you when you're a victim of your own success at that point, you know. What well, I mean? power was cheap at the time back then too, so it was only natural yeah. that that's where you were going to start growing herb. Yeah, and it right, was, right. Uh, and so uh, what did you end up? What was it? What was the? Uh, so what did they charge you with? What happened to your business? Well, I, I was. They took twenty one thousand of my bank account, so I never got back. I had a legal maneuver. I was trying to get back because they were untimely and they made some mistakes. But that I, I had to, to concede all that in my plea bargain. Uh, and I was looking at 212 years. And the plea bargain took me down to with all concurrent. It would have been maxed out at 20 years. Oh my God! And then the judge sentenced me to five, and I got out after I think it was nine months in and in, in, in prison, federal prison. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And then, and then um, I it's can like explain really, why. It's a crazy amount that they're throwing at you just to fucking scare the fuck yeah. out of you. And then for, for running oh, a business. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I always are growing on the side also. Yeah. Was that the same charge, though, or was that com- something completely separate? Uh, they were separate. They were paraphernalia charges and money laundering charges related to my business, which actually the most money laundering was the most serious one. Related to my, that was related to my business, mm-hmm. and the paraphernalia was relatively minor. But I actually was charged uh, with a couple of, I know it was like a few uh, growth sites. Also, uh, the one of the growth sites was I uh, was doing with a Paul Stanford that got busted. Uh, also, what had happened was another one got busted ex post facto because they left a diary there, and the, some oh. plant residue was left there. So the original place that we got busted of mine, some guy wanted to be part of the operation, studied do good by trying to help me, and then he clean did a cleanup job, and then he dumped it in the uh, my dumpster at my store. <laughs> well, then my store owner, then the police were watching it, went through the dumpster, couldn't find anything, but my store owner was more thorough, and when he saw it, he called the cops, didn't, not even knowing what, that I was involved with it. Wow. So then they come out and they find a plant residue that had an envelope with my address on it. So then, sure enough, they went to the address and they busted it. Now, before it was busted, they had harvested it uh, because they were planning to rip me off. <clears throat> and after the re-emergent rain, the people that he'd given the, the, the weed to contacted me, wanting to know if I wanted it back, just to be honest. But at that point, I, I said, no, I'm not... I'm not going to accept it. I'll let him just have it for perfect free. Oh. And um, and then what happened was, then I had another, all my places were busted or shut down, except for the one I had with Paul Paul Stanford, and we had a, like 
two or three other people that were on the periphery of it. And what happened was the place that we were growing at, Paul and I were growing at, had been broken into because it was insecure, um, an insecure uh, place. So I said, Paul, we've got to move. So when he moved, instead of doing his usual thing out of newspapers, he contacted this guy who knew about the old place. And he knew about the old place because the guy we had sitting... Um, sitting on it and invited him over because he was lonely and they showed him the whole place Hmm. so he knew about the old place and he was also selling us the house for a new place while Paul fronts him out $6,000 under a phony name and then the guy decides he doesn't want to change his mind he's going to keep the money and he's not going to move so then Paul's attorney sent him a a threatening letter saying he was going to be evicted or, or, or sued if he didn't move out. And that's when he called uh, the DEA, figuring, well, if we're all busted, we're not going to be able to sue him. Hmm. Oh, man. So, so what, I, I, what happened was I was on pretrial release. Oh, wait, hang on a second. It looks like we're going to have to bring in, bring in a, wolf. a caller. Hang on a sec. It's not letting me join the calls. Yeah, My friend, we're going to probably have to let you go and bring on Wolf here, who has been waiting patiently and probably he's dialing in and dialing in. Hold on. Yeah, I told. I, oh, we did. Oh, we got him. We got Wolf, but I think we yeah. lost. Oh. Uh, no, Kevin's still. I can still hear him. Oh, you can? We can't hear him. You hear him? Yeah. I'm... I see. You can talk to Kevin, and we can't. <laughs> All right, maybe we're going to drop both calls, and then we'll call you right back, Wolf. Okay. No? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, let's yeah. do that real quick. Okay. And then... We're sorry, my friend. Call back in, though. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, because I had told him to wait 10 minutes, and I'd tell you guys he was go- that he was going to call in, that this was my writing partner yeah, yeah. as the farmer in the sky. Ah, that was it. Yep. No, I kind of figured it out after yeah. about five minutes. I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> this sounds really loud. Now we're getting... I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. lost. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Wolf. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, let me Hang restart on. this up, and we'll call you guys back. And we'll play the intro music okay. for you. Is that because we yeah. updated sometime recently? Well. Looks all different. Well, th- so we're on a preview version, yeah. so it automatically yeah. uh, updates on mm-hmm. me. So. Um, well, the Adam Dunn Show staff we'll call is you right on back, this Michael. right now. We'll call you back in a second. Okay. Hey, Wolf. Right. Quick shout out to someone, right? Well, we were yeah, we were starting <laughs> yeah, our shout outs, but we're now that just is going on the side, right? When I shouldn't have anything else down. Yeah. Okay, so right now <clears throat> What you wanna do what? No, no, we're not doing shout outs. Okay, we, cool. Let me just figure see, this out real quick. Yeah, we don't want to leave them hanging. What are we smoking here? We're smoking some uh, this is the Josh D's The Josh D Sage and Sour. Sage and Sour. I dig it. Mm. Dig it. Mm. it. Smells good. Yeah, this is funny because I, I smoked this with a bunch of guys in uh, L.A. who are like just diehard fucking OG people. Like they won't smoke nothing but. Not a single complaint. Everybody was like, tastes good. Like, boom. You know, I was like, all right, there you go. That passed that test pretty fast. But <laughs> A bunch of OG snobs. And they Total OG snobs. Like if I tasted any, I mean, they might have gone for cookies because they're still like, that's there. It's crazy that how much like my friends spent over at the cookie, like at the cookies spot there. Like four, six hundred bucks in two days or something like that. This is like you see the the prices that people are paying. LA is it's hot genetics right now. 
Clay's nuts. So this is important. Is this Kevin? Is this Kevin? Uh, yeah. Hey, sir. Yeah, we 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 had a little snag with somehow bringing in people. I don't know, I'm not sure why, but. Um, oh yeah, Wolfie told me about it. You know, that's Michael Wolf, a uh, seagull. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. No, no, it all means it's funny because he 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 uh, <laughs> when he's like, yeah, I was gonna have him call in. I was gonna explain and then have him call. I was like, it took me about five minutes to figure it out, but now I, I get it because he he did mention before that he's gonna try to reach out to you and get you on the show. So. Thank you for calling yeah. in, and uh, we think we left off pretty much where uh, you had uh, you'd been charged. Oh, 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 yeah. So they said, well, now the prosecutor said, well, now you're going to cooperate. So I said, oh, okay, well, I'll cooperate. And then we signed an agreement, and I said, well, I don't have any information because you got everything. Well, actually, I knew of a couple other, one or two other ones, but I didn't see any point to telling because I was involved. I didn't want them, to, you know, they wanted any repercussions. Plus, I think by that time, they, they might have been shut down time. And that one of them, I think, was still open, though. But I didn't want to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, because uh, you know how that works. It's just it's a kabuki theater. Right. So, and then they said, well, you got to do something. So you got to give us uh, a license plate of your, your customers. Oh, God. And then, so, um, and then, so... What I did was I gave him forty license plate numbers. <laughs> and that's like what Tommy Chong did. He gave the P, and it was his girlfriend's who was pregnant. Just give him all cops. Well, the thing is, I was very confused, and I think I was subconsciously wanting to make mistakes on it. So the DEA wasn't interested in, in all these license plate numbers. They took no action on it, none whatsoever. Couldn't. But I got blamed for it <laughs> anyway. I said, "Oh, he's providing, he's providing information. He's a snitch," you know. Right. And there was people coming out there and demonstrating. And I, said, I was going through a theater wow. and, 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 all, and giving them foreign license plate numbers, none of which got busted. And also <laughs> uh, canceled checks. They're all very small, and they had zero interest in that because the DDA guys explained it to me. And I can tell you there's inside corruption there, too. I, I can go on and on about that, too, if you want to, if you want to hear about it, uh, which I, I was indirectly involved with. Is, is through his buddy of mine, was my landlord, was involved with that. But that's a whole different story. But uh, anyway, so they they um, they explained to me that if they bust a place, chances are they get an average of at least one referral per bust. Mm-hmm. And they have one van that goes around every single day in the Seattle area busing people, so they have no shortage of tips. It's like multi-level I, network marketing for cops. They yeah, and so they're not the really, exactly, yeah. And they're not interested in any investigation that would require a lot of investigation and actual work, because mm-hmm. these guys are lazy. So if you just tell them, yeah, they were at a grow shop, that's not enough to get a search warrant. They have to do the work, which they don't have no interest in doing. Mm-hmm. So I got the blame for it. I did not disclose the one or two places that I knew about that were still active at that time. So I didn't get any credit for not telling that, um, but I got blamed for giving phony license plate numbers. And I could at the time, I could not say that they were phony license plate numbers, because then it, they would affect my sentencing and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But they were real license so, plates. They just weren't of real people who were doing anything involved. No, in no the they were just a different license plate numbers. Right. And there, <laughs> they, I just transposed the digits so that it would be di- different numbers. And so, and not only that, but during this whole time, I had a sign in my store telling people that there's surveillance of the store. Hmm. 
so so I think a lot of guys came in with uh, either parked, most of them just parked a block away. Sure. Like there's and nobody the around your shop at all, like a million parking spaces, right. and then there's like jammed up, double parked all Everybody around. shows up in cabs. Yeah, yeah. And, and one time the, the, the cops, that, the feds told me, he says, well, we, we went to all the expense of surveilling your place. We found some customers that arrived there you did not tell us about. I said, well, I can't just tell you every single customer. I've got to have some indication that they're, they're going to grow pot. Right. You can't just say every single customer coming in is a pot grower. I think they just there pretty much assumed some... everybody who was coming to your store was a pot grower. Right. Right. So I told them I could not give them all the names because there had to be definite indication of pot. Of course, at that point in time, nobody talked about pot. I had a sign saying not to talk about it. Well, yeah, it's a tough situation because, I mean, you're, you're trying to run a business and then you got... So you, you, so you kind of had the inside scoop that the shit was about to hit the fan... A little, little before everybody. Well, oh, I knew about it because that because what happened was uh, a, a a husband of a, of a person who was on the grand jury went to my parking lot in Portland and then told me something was coming down. Right. So, and then that was, and then, it, but that was like right, right, right before, or a few weeks. Okay. Before, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, window that's right there. That's a good heads up. Um, on Dead Tour, we used to call that a six-up. <laughs> so, uh, when all this was going down and you had to deal with these uh, feds and stuff as far as them wanting to, you to provide information, I mean, that, at that point, it's pretty rough. It's, it's a, that's a, one of those hard moments. I don't think I... I mean, because I wouldn't ever want to talk to police about anything. And right. at the same time, also wouldn't obviously want to close your business down. But uh, what were you looking at if you didn't cooperate, like, at that time, like, at all, like, what if you just said, go fuck yourself? Well, they're looking at 212 years. 212 it years? Was all, it, was all, it was all, That's uh, nothing, dude. You could have you you done you're that standing your sleep, on your head. Man, come on, that's easy. Well, was this, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Was this prior to, <laughs> was this prior to law, I don't remember, prior to law enforcement actually doing the, where they seize your property and they charged your property, or did that yeah, sort of... Yeah, you can still, they can, you can still, uh, you can still seize property with prior to a criminal conviction, but it's getting more difficult. Well, I know back, back then... then. Could, back, back then yeah. you could, of course. Yeah, that's when it all but really started. But back then started. it was a lot easier. Yeah. It was the peak, peak uh, civil forfeiture era. That's exactly... the thing well, is, like, I, th- there's, I, I, I explained my whole story. I, I, I got uh, a free trip to uh, Czechoslovakia... Uh, to talk at a uh, libertarian uh, world conference there in Poprad, uh, Slovakia, and I got permission from the court to, and the prosecutor and the judge to go there, and uh, I did a talk there, and they recorded it on, on video. And then what happened was the guy who recorded it, he inherited this video business from his father who did, did a lot of taping of uh, Christian stuff. Well, this guy was more libertarian, so you go all these obscure libertarian conferences all over the time and and videotape them. But he didn't know how to market it or anything, so he just donated the whole thing, the whole catalog, to uh, uh, Cato, which then they published it on one of their websites, libertarianism.org, and then somebody else copied it. Now it's available on YouTube. So just type in Nat- Kevin Bjornson Natural Law, and it'll show up. Well, you see... Uh, the, the, What's remarkable about this whole thing, the takeaway I have from it, is this forced me to study law. Well, which I did, diligently. 
I studied, and it so happened I had a guy who was a, a scholar on it. It was my, uh, one of my tenants. It was a, my, did some paralegal. I put him through paralegal school, and he was also a scholar. I knew about ancient history and things like that. So I knew about the Roman Republic and the common law system and the natural law, the theories they had. Well, I researched this book by Sir Henry Sumner Main, who was the Viceroy of India and later Professor of Law at Cambridge in the late 19th Victorian age. They used it all out. Uh, how about the, you know, all these uh, court phrases, how about they have Latin as the basis? That's because our law is, is evolved from the original Greco-Roman law. So I really got into that theory, and I taught it that the theory at several um, um, uh, uh, liberty camps in the former Soviet <coughs> Union. <coughs> anyway, it's a good, another sidelight in this whole thing, and I, you want to, that's probably Wolfie calling now. Um, well, he was so joined into the chat, but he hasn't said a word, so. Maybe he's, are Wolfie, the, are you there? Are we on the, the air right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wait. So anyway, no, it's just you and we're just talking. So if you want to know the sidelight to this whole thing, my landlord, whose brother worked for, for the DEA, and not only that, but he was selling cocaine. And there, how he got into cocaine dealing was that he used to work for the Colombians and one of their uh, banks, you know, where one of these RVs that's full of cash, you know. They'd give them like a couple hundred thousand dollars of cash. He'd go out and turn into three thousand dollar money artist, which they would then ship to uh, Colombia. Mm -hmm. Well, one of those times they gave him a quarter million, he decided to keep it. So he comes to me and says, "Well, look, Kevin, I just sold a quarter million dollars from the Colombians. What do I do now?" And I says, "Run! Well, don't whatever you do, don't go to Switzerland, put it into a bank account." That's exactly what he did. So then, <laughs> then of course that gets confiscated. And then he flies to uh, Spain, figuring they won't find him there. Well, sure enough, they find him there. That's where they're going to pay. That's pay like the worst place to go. Spain. <laughs> okay. yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. So, so then they said, well, now we, you got two choices. We really only have one choice. You're going to have to work for us now to pay back your debt. Mm -hmm. And how we want you to pay us back is reopen your escort business, and we will pay you cocaine. Of course, for them, it's very cheap, and we will get the girls. Then, right? So, that, so he wound up this cocaine, all this cocaine that he couldn't sell. So he had to start selling it on the, on, on the streets. And uh, so um, uh, the DEA guys, they come to me, they were supposed to be supervising me on release, came to me and said, well, you better tell your landlord not, not to sell cocaine anymore or we're going <laughs> to bust him. It seems in like other what words, the DEA would say. Things the DEA agent would say. Yeah, so in other words, they were not supposed to have told me that. Obviously, they were being paid off by the Colombians, right? Mm -hmm. But this was not supposed to go retail, like what, what, what he was doing, my landlord was doing. Yeah. It was supposed to, it was, that was, it's a side thing, right? It's a by coincidence. They hadn't been the guys who were paying off the DEA guys. Mm -hmm. So when I told my landlord about it, he just hightails it out of there for like six months. And then after that, he decides I was lying. They just made the whole thing up just to get him out of there. Well, no, they actually approached me and asked me for this favor. Of course, I had to tell them, you know, what had happened. So, anyway, and he was also involved with the Contras. Wow. So, uh, and, and, and so that was, some, I think, was some cocaine involved with that, too. 
But uh, the culture of the state were really nice guys. When he was gone, they had were model tenants. They had no problems at all. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> That's a good reason. Yes, the Contras were good. The Contras are good, good guys. So good, good, good ask Holly North what he thinks of Good the house guests. Yeah, we can put that down. Yeah, they were. They were great guys. <laughs> they were no problems at all. And so anyway, back, back to the main thing with the green merchant. Yeah. What happened was, I had two stores. One in Portland and one in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. And, what was the name uh, of the stores again? I, f- I forgot. Oh, uh, Hydrotech. Yeah. Hi- oh, Hydrotech. Okay. So, yeah. And so what had happened was the bank, prior to the bust, the bank, I think, had been told not to cash it in my checks. They wanted that, that, that the cash reserve build up. Mm-hmm. So built up, built up to like $21,000 mm-hmm. and had all these bad checks out there. And I owed like $140,000 in debts, which I never filed bankruptcy on. I paid them all back. I paid down the charge up on virtually all of them, mm-hmm. except for two accounts. One account, they just brought off the old one and gave me a new account. And the other one, Alcoa, they put the 9000 into collections. But all the other ones I paid off down to zero. And uh, so at the time, for about a year after the Green Merchant, there were no other grow shops in Seattle were uh, 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 had had the guts to keep their stores open except me, so I had a monopoly for one year in Seattle, and then and then Indershot <laughs> got re, Sunshot got reopened, and others started to trickle in, and so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. um, but that enabled me. I made people front me the money, like you know, five thousand dollar increments uh, uh, or less, and then I would just use that to pay down and turn up, and I supplied their stuff. Man, but. And so, so what, what had happened was, one day, about 10 o'clock in the morning, I was sitting, I was up in my Seattle house, and I got a call from Portland saying that, that the cops were there hauling everything out. That's the first I've heard of it, except indirectly, which I wasn't Hi, supposed to have known. M. Wolf Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> While you were telling the story the whole time, Sorry, Mark was diligently trying to get Wolf on the phone, and when it's, he finally weird, figured it, out it how to add on. it. Says he's on. He's not on. Speak up, Wolf. Howl at us. There's no way Wolf wouldn't be talking about it. Oh, here we go. Could it be? Hi, this is M. Wolf. <laughs> no, Wolf disappeared. It's okay. We got Kev now. Yeah, no, talk to us, Kev. Finish that story. <laughs> Keep on going. I think I got to call him back. Oh, Uh-oh. we lost everybody? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, Jesus. This is the this is the staff we have to deal with here. No, you know, no, it's this like twelve is, people. It's and hard Skype. when you only have twelve. It's really hard. No, it was funny when I went out to see. Uh, I was sitting in on Dirt Nasty's podcast the other day, and they had a nice nice space, but just all Apple swag. Apple swag. Hello, how are you? Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, we, we were trying to pull Wolf in, but he's missing in action right now. But it's okay. We got you now. We fucked it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's all right. We got Kev now. And uh, but it's I mean the the thing about it is like you 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 obviously hello oh Wolf oh, right. we got him all now hey two old guys on the line at the same time this can't happen yeah wow three of three right, I'm here oh, we got like hundreds hundreds of years going Kevin, on. Kevin say something. <laughs> Do we still have Kevin? Uh, Wolfie wants to say something, I think. Yeah, we got him. Oh, yeah, we got him. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, Kevin, thank you for filling in nicely. (laughs) Uh, uh, Communication wasn't great there. You were supposed to call in about 10 minutes after 4 when I would have a chance to set you up. For for those who don't know, Kevin Bjornsson was 
along with Larry McMahon and I, The Farmer in the Sky. Kevin was the primary writer. I did most of the field research and a lot of the coming up with new ideas to fit in. Larry was our technical genius. Um, I, I didn't realize that the show was starting at its usual times, or I would have tuned in. As <laughs> oh, uh, burn! You're like the, you're like the, you're a classic, you're the classic. So now we, we did two has, shows, has, um, we do two shows in a row, be, and we, we're losing has people. Has Tom been on yet? Has Alex been on yet? Tom has not been on yet, no. Oh, okay, but he is lined up, very good. Yes. Okay, and, and because of Kevin, I met Tom Alexander, who is like one of the cooler people out there. Um, <laughs> it's one of the cooler guys out there. <laughs> he, he's gonna hey, be, you know, he just... You all right? Yeah. Say again? No, keep going. Go ahead. Okay, so he, he's like, there aren't that many people that I go all fanboy on, but uh, the balls that it takes to do what Tom Alexander did, uh, start, starting a magazine about that was about nothing but growing, and being out there and just in the system face to the extent that he was in those days is a huge part of um, where I came from as far as my desire to to work change, seeing other people do that. So, you know. Yeah, no, I was... Uh, and, I, was uh, I met him through Kevin. It's funny, too, because I had that moment, too, where I think the first time I ever saw Sensibility Tips, I, I got it, and it was like... It, I didn't realize how good it was until I had it home, and I was kind of like looking through it a little deeper. And at first, I kind of thought it was lame, not lame, but it, it was like it's not very color. Or it didn't have a lot of colors, or wasn't really. It was all. It was just kind of no pop ups. It was real. It was. It was kind of you know. And you had to. But once you looked at the actual information, it was like you know how certain sites are. Uh, you know, maybe they have the worst uh, setup going on, but at the same time, the information is the shit. Kind of like the show. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Good information, kind of a rough on the edges. <laughs> well, and and we, we we value what what there is there. We value the ability to deliver that information more than we care about the box it comes wrapped up in. Oh yeah, and then I just but I, I remember having that moment where I was like, damn, these guys are crazy. Like I just like I was like I realized the fucking balls it took at that moment because it was we were sliding into that shitty time period where it was really super anti-weed obviously as we're going to talk about on the show but, but it was they wore bullseyes you know they were pioneers when at a time when they knew they were going to get shot in the back mm. and they had to do it pioneers always it's a, it's part of the deal well and, and for, for some of us i mean it really was painting a, a target on our own backs you know green merchant um i've heard ray kogo talk about well but oh, da, 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 so and so deserved to be busted bragging like this and bragging like etc but if you don't, you know, uh, a bunch of us were really influenced by Keezy and the pranksters and that whole idea of being out front. That you know, if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a loony, be the bull goose loony. That that whole thing out of sometimes a great notion, and and then you know carrying it up through the acid tests and being out front and um, you know, just this is who we are. Take it or not. And thirty years later, look where we are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the Merry Pranksters and stuff like that are, are kind of like the people that I, I pretty much follow that just without even, without it by proxy. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, that's how we grew up as far as we, we're kind of that, the, the 
probably the last generation of tattoos. I'm going to tangent here because I used to work at a copy center in Eugene in 1992, and Ken used to come in all the time. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, it was great. I used to make copies for him. We used to talk. In fact, I made a, I made a copy of a birthday card he sent to Tim Leary before he passed. Oh, it's the coolest man. thing in the world. In fact, I think in my in, you know in my boxes of stuff I have the oh I'm sorry you know yeah. Ken that one didn't work out. I know you like to keep all your throwaways. I'll make sure to throw this one away. I, I'm right. pretty sure I kept You're a one. Liar, liar. Yeah, liar. He, he wrote a poem around. It was a poem that went around the edge of the paper mm-hmm. in in a you know it descending into the circle right into the middle. It was really yeah. cool. Well, one of one of my more pleasant well, there were a lot of really good ones. Pleasant memories from the summer that I played Michael Marijuana Seed in '71. Um, I stopped off. I went to the nursery uh, to the sorry creamery in Springfield and got directions. You know, it was like I'd met Keezy once up at a multi arts and uh, multimedia festival up in Bellingham in '70 in the summer of '70, and I was like. Well, shit, I'm going to go out on the road. I'm going to plant. <laughs> and, um, well, and spent that summer hitchhiking up and down 1, 101, and 5, and across 196 and 296 planting. But on the way, one of the things that happened, to bring it back to Kesey, is, uh, you know, I mean, I'm in Eugene. Fuck it. Uh, so I ended up going out there. Kesey and them were gone, but I crashed that night at Kesey's place. There was a big, uh, there was a neat drawing on the, uh, on the floor in the living room and further was rotting away out in the field and uh so so uh, a hit here look it up look, look up further anyone out there that's got a couple extra bucks because they're putting further back together and back on the road and could use some help oh, f-u-r-t-h-u-r well you're the first person to ever put a shameless plug on this show so, no you know, not at all happens yeah, all the time. Happens that, all the time. That, no no that, that that was a totally altruistic plug <laughs> no that's fantastic that's a, that bus needs to be brought back and put on the road yes that's that's a part of you know a huge piece of who and what our culture comes from mm. you know Keezy and them are the nexus between the the beatniks uh and the surfers and then, you know, all of a sudden, here we are in acid rock and hippies and such. But Keezy's sort of where that happens. And that bus is, you know, the the most important physical um, monument to that. Hmm. Well, what is, I mean, besides besides the the grow shops and and then, as we'll talk about a little bit later, more the... the Seeds going moving in international seeds. What were the other main objectives of, of Operation Green Merchant? Green Merchant was out to be the shutdown of domestic marijuana production. That was their intent, mm-hmm. plain and simple. And it was a hell of a plan. If a few people had not held their mud, we would have seen pretty close to total decimation. It would be, you know, we, we'd still have nothing but brickweed going on up here. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, you know, it was Tom Alexander. Yeah, okay, he shut down since tips, but he was still kept cutting edge going. Um, it was the people at high times not giving up their customer list. It was Neville, you know, <laughs> he got busted, but he still took off and did the right thing. Um it was, you know, it was people 
you know, I mean, I'm always happy to talk about me. It was people like me that <laughs> no, busted, that you. knew a lot, that, that, that knew a lot of growers mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, I, they offered me a total walk into new identity. Um, I've been the general manager of, of Hydrotech for Kevin for five years at that point. I knew probably 500 full-time professional growers right. in the greater Portland area. I mean, people don't realize just how much of a decimation that was. In Portland, when Green Merchant happened, we had advertisements on the number one radio station in town. We mm. had price wars between Hydrotech and M&R Lighting. Wow. We had, we, we had six shops in a, in a tri-county area that nominally had a population of about a million. Now, that's, that's like hardly any for now, but that was, you know, the Pacific Northwest was the mecca. The Pacific Northwest was the, I mean, indoor growing was, might have started elsewhere, but growing cannabis indoors was, was the Pacific Northwest's gift to the world. Uh, the, the, the varieties that, that went to Amsterdam with, with Northern Lights Greg, the, the Northern Lights collection, the things that Skunkman Sam took over there. Um, and, and, you know, that sort of all ties in with our discussion of Green Merchant because Sam has caught a lot of flack over the years from Joe Pietri and some other folks. Um, and I want to propose an alternate theory to, the, to him being a bad guy. And that alternate theory is that he was a honeypot. Mm -hmm. By which I mean that, yeah, they knew who he was, but they don't have to. They didn't have to go. Okay, here, you're. We're going to let you go for this. You just watch. You you, you watch and see what flies come around the honeypot. Yeah, but if you and, kept, um, if you kept four hundred, patching growers, Tom. I'm going to be patching Tom. At, yeah. If you kept four hundred growers out of jail, think of all the genetics that got saved back then and that are being grown right now. It's a uh, it's a testament to your work back then. I appreciate you not giving it up. Uh-oh, did we lose anybody? No, I'm, no. I'm still here. All right. Okay. We're trying to add Tom at the moment. Ah, okay. Let's see if he joins. When you get on, Tom, speak. <laughs> We're having a problem with the updates. I think the updates are fucking us up. Huh? Well, I think we can tell with this thing two or four in the call, so we haven't added anybody yet. And Kevin, sorry you got disconnected. If you're there and you can hear, we can attempt to get you back in. Somehow every update is worse than the last <laughs> one. So it's like, hmm. <laughs> well, I, I was surprised to find out when I started sitting in on the show that they use that old Atari 2600 yeah. they used to play Pac-Man on back in the 80s. It's well, actually their board. And everything, yeah, but we have it all soldered really well, so it's good. It's all soldered. <laughs> well, nobody knows what that is. You well, soldered. It's just a big soldered mess now. Yeah, yeah. Tom didn't answer. Or... Uh, Great. Hmm. Okay. Is, is this a relic from Mitch's days? Um, no. Shout out to Mitch. Hi, Mitch. The worst part is it's a. Uh, hey, Mitch. We have updated, we have, and that's our problem. It's like a. <clears throat> I, it's like I'm, I'm afraid because my phone broke the other day, or now my my speaker doesn't work, so I got. It. Roped into getting a new phone, and then I was like, "Well, and I, you know, as you do, you're like, well, might as well upgrade it to the new phone.' Oh, then I might as well get the pro because you what don't want to get it? the regular. This is just a ten, but now I got the other. I'm getting the new one. Is that the iPhone? Yes, yeah, the iPhone. Oh no, 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 no. I, I, no, no. I like the iPhone, but I have the eight because I you don't have the fingerprint on that one. 
I don't even want a finger pop. I like, it's like the worst idea in the world. I, I love it. I don't think I'd ever want that. Yeah. Okay, so Tom's not able to be reached for some reason. So listen, this no? is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out to the payphone out on the corner, and yeah. I'll hold my cell phone up to the payphone as I call in, and I can three away in that way. That's a good. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help our call-ins though, still. God, that sounds like a three-way from a jail. Yeah. <laughs> right. In 1980, called. They want their payphone back. So, uh, for some reason, yeah. We, we might have to like disconnect everything again and then dial them back in. I don't know. Yeah, gonna... You want to give it that a try? Okay. One, one more time. Hang on one uh, second, Wolf and Tom and Kevin. Let's try no and get Tom. And let, and we may have to leave you for a second if we get Tom on, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Pack yourself a bowl or roll a joint. <laughs> or... Okay, do, the... do, do, do Kevin last. Oh, oh, whoa, oh, burn on oh, Kevin. Shoot. Kevin Watt. He's the last oh, one on Kevin a life. Understand, Ke- Kevin understands why. Well, he called in 25 minutes before you got on the show, so it was okay. We got some great stories. We got some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay, we'll call you right back. All right, hang on one second. Oh, we're going to try Tom okay. first. It's okay. Bye. Bye. Wow, we got a shit show going on up here, huh? You know what it is? That's, I think, because you added the keyboard to the, to the no, board. No, that keyboard is not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's that Ray Kogo bullshit Uh-oh. there? What's going on? Is that him on there? What? I tried to invite him to the show. us on the chat. I invited right? him to the show, so. Okay, so we're trying to call Tom. I just Tom saw his name popped right? up there. Tom Alexander. All right, so we're trying Tom. If you're listening, we're calling you. We're calling you. Um, okay. So we're all over the place with our lack of being able to patch anybody in. Nobody expects a show on cannabis growing and culture to... Run smoothly? Yeah. Nobody expects it. No, I know. That's why we're, we're trying to fit that 100%. Cross your fingers. Come on. This is like the time we tried to give away an Illuminar light and called like eight people and got voicemails every time. Mm-hmm. Because they're too busy listening to the show to hear their phones. Well, then he's 45 seconds delayed. Mm-hmm. Come oh, on, Tom. Man, you can do it. We might have to just bring Wolf back on. Wolf. He's in the, he always has stories. See, I don't think he realizes who I am yet. He's not watching it on the... He can't see the video, so he's like, Dave, I don't recognize this Dave guy until he gets off the air afterwards, and then he's going to go, oh, that motherfucker never returns my phone calls. Uh, well, now you gave it away. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm, we're assuming he can actually listen right now. Then when we hung up, we didn't totally disconnect his entire internet feed. Oh, come on. <laughs> feed is listening. Jesus. Oh, that's what it is. You don't have enough Skype credits for uh, multiple calls. Somebody that, didn't pay the bill. That is not, that is not <laughs> There it is, Tom Alexander. Yeah, no, we had the number. We talked to him earlier. We did, we did a check. I just texted him and said, yes, we're calling you. Oh, here we there go. he is. Hello there, hello. Oh. That's a real, that's a total ring there. We're going to the ring ring. Wow. Hello. Hey there, Tom. It's Adam. Howdy. Howdy. How are you, you doing? Yeah, we're having some, we, we updated all our stuff, and now it's like getting weird on the patching people in, so we're, we're kind of solo storing it a little bit. We had Wolfie there, and we had Kevin on uh, before him, so kind of have your whole... The whole zone up there, the whole crew. <laughs> we got the. We've been talking to the whole right. crew. So. You know these people. I think you know all these people. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think the point being is, I think your sensibility tips was like such a cornerstone for people who are like really in it to win it. You know what I mean? Like people who are still in it now or were growing serious back in the day. If you didn't know it, yep. you, then you didn't know what was going on. Wolf, Wolfster, Wolf here. 
Wolf here. And we Sweet. still have Tom. Tom? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. I guess we should just try to get Kevin cool. right now just to see if we can get all four and that would be something. Wow. Or do we want to shoot craps? No, I think we got too much going Don't on do there. Don't it. Okay. It'll, it'll break down. Let's, okay. let's stick let with me, Yeah, let me know when you want to call Kevin. <laughs> and we'll do let's, let's keep it here because we've been having a hard time patching anybody in. So, But anyway, uh, what we're saying was uh, that you know your, your magazine was such a cornerstone for all real growers in the sense that like you know, nowadays, of course, people are maybe been growing 10 years, so of course they're not expected to know it. But anybody who's back in the 90s, especially like myself, I was, you know, still kind of in the dream phase where I could look at drawings and, and appreciate it and get, like, it kind of made things clearer because it was so simple, simplified sometimes, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, there you go. That makes sense compared <laughs> to, like, fluffed out, lots of photos with color and pretty things and whatever but no real substance you know so uh so kudos <laughs> for that and i think every magazine too to this day is pretty relevant you know what i mean like you can pick up a, and grow and uh growing tips all of those are like such good information and you know maybe a two or three something might change over the years but for the most part uh yes yeah, a very on point you know it was a unique uh magazine it got a life of its own sort of and uh you know we had great writers like wolfie and kevin and and then uh anonymous growers that use pen names and uh they just gave it the flavor of uh cultivation from the 80s mm-hmm. and and during that time so what was like what was the lifespan before this before Green Merchant and the whole sort of like knowing that it was kind of on the knife's edge or whatever, but what were the golden years for the for the magazine? I'd say from like eighty three until eighty eight, right before Green Merchant uh, happened in eighty nine. Uh, it it was uh, I was on Donahue, Geraldo, all these TV shows. New York Times wrote it up. I mean the. The media really promoted it for me, and then um, it had a peak circulation at the time of 21,000. Good for you. And then uh, Green Merchant basically killed it. um, But I had seen a premonition that that it was going to happen, you know, when the 1984 drug paraphernalia law got passed. I saw that it had metal halide and and high pressure sodium and hydroponics written into the law mm. and that was the same law that got tommy chong for glass pipes and bonks mm-hmm. and so i i i saw that something was going to happen and i didn't know what and so a year before green merchants i started growing edge magazine which had high-tech information and uh i i went to international society of horticulture science conferences where all the researchers on hydroponics and controlled environment would have their yearly conference in a country somewhere in the world. And so Growing Edge, uh, when they killed Sensimia Tips, took off and became even more successful than Sensimia Tips, mm-hmm. even though it didn't mention cannabis, uh, the information was used for cannabis. And the DEA even would go into the media and say, oh, Growing Edge, even though those are photos of tomatoes. It's really for cannabis, right. and so it it actually picked up where uh, Sensimia Tips left off, 
And I did that until 10 years ago when I basically retired and, mm-hmm. and uh, stepped back from publishing and front lines of, of everything. Right. Well, I mean, of course, you had to deal with uh, with uh, advertisers and trust issues on all that because, you've, as you've seen with, with Green Merchant, it, you know, and that was even before it was like we're so connected now, you know what I mean? It was... Uh, a little harder to get everything you had to really like muscle the information out of people more or less compared to now it's just got a question much. ask somebody will give you an Not answer even that just like oh you, this guy seems to know a lot of people scan his fucking thing and want to know all his addresses i'm sure that's that i'm sure that that shit is easy you know what i mean it's not a yeah and and with the growth of the internet now it's like uh you can get so much information for free on the internet. Mm-hmm. It, it's a whole different world now to do a cannabis magazine. I mean, to launch a cannabis magazine now, you need two to five million dollars, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, and back then, I started on a shoestring, with basically with the last five hundred bucks in my pocket, because I did it right after they stole my crop of cannabis, and and uh, so I. It was built. It was published out of anger and and wanting to get back at them, and uh, you know, it it became successful, and uh, like I said, it had it had a life of its own. Yeah, I mean, and of course, anything like that is going to draw attention because it's putting out a lot of energy. If people are talking about it, it's doing good. It's getting making. You know, you're on. I didn't even realize you would did that or got that much press. I just, you know, I, you know yeah. and when, yeah, when I was on Donahue Geraldo, it was like the head of the DEA and Charles Rangel, a congressman from New York City, and all these people that were uh, the head honchos of the war on drugs and the war on cannabis, and uh, so they hated me, and they wanted to get me and take me out. It yeah. was a difficult time back then, and you know I don't know if anyone has said this lately, but thank you for doing what you did, and thank you for keeping the, I guess the the cannabis torch lit for all those years when everyone was too afraid. Because you know the years you were talking about back then, I was afraid to let anybody know I was almost smoking grass, let alone openly discussing <laughs> grow tips and secrets and and how to continue cultivation. So. I mean, and you too, Wolf, out there, if you can hear me. I mean, really, thank you for that that period of time. Wolf, I've never a, heard you be so quiet. I know. I, <laughs> said, I said earlier, I said, I'm going to have to sit here the well, whole night because Wolf will talk. There are many people that, that, you know, I mean, honestly, and, and like I said before Alex came on, he's one of the few people that I fanboy about. He is one of my real-life freaking heroes that, you know, uh, put himself out there to make it happen and to keep it going and to let it grow. And, um, you know, my in large measure, Alex has a huge piece of both the good and the bad of whatever has come of my life. So he is... Um, I will shut up and listen when he talks most wow. of the time. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Just don't let him go. Just yeah, Thank you. Wow. Wow. Don't we pull. found your kryptonite, Wolf. Yeah, we just have to tell you. you know, Tom's here. Tom's here. <laughs> Tom's here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't know. It was a combination of anger and stupidity, I think, that kept me going. And, and uh, you know, I'm glad it helped uh, the movement go forward. It, it, uh, it was fun while it lasted. 
Well, it, it, it helped politically, but let's, you know, just sort of a, a quick roll call of some of the things that Cincinnati Tips magazine introduced, that one or the other of the authors in Cincinnati Tips was the first to write about outside of academia, uh, supplementing with UV, shield room growing, the possibilities of LEDs, aquaponics before it was called aquaponics. Sea of Green was introduced in in um, Cincinnati Tips. Uh, the the paraboloid reflectors that that Hydrotech came up with were you know first place most people ran into them was in Cincinnati Tips enough to the point where Poots swooped in and went ooh and they probably first saw them in a, in Cincinnati Tips. Mm-hmm. Um, the the arguably the best indoor cultivation lawyer in this nation's history. Jeff Steinborn was largely unknown outside of Seattle before we wrote about him in Cincinnati Tips. Uh, the 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 ability to function as what nowadays we've got a dozen internet forums to do to to be cross pollination of a bunch of really motivated people driven by love of the plant who come up with new ideas to get it across country to some other isolated little island of enthusiasm for the herb, you were the bridge. You made that happen, and since Mia Tips made that happen, we would be nowhere near as far along as we are if since Mia Tips had not happened politically no, or in terms of cannabiculture. No, the information would have got out somehow. I, I was 20 years one later. Of the, one of the conduits, you know, it's... it's well, I think it was mostly the knack of being able to simplify a complicated sounding thing that made people kind of go, oh, okay. And also just focusing on it, which was the main point. Like, I think when I read it, I was like, okay, these guys are real deal. They're fucking, they're, they're growing, plus they're, you know, they're passionate about it and they're not taking in all this other sort of uh, static just to get cash in. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, well, we're going to advertise this. It's like, nope, this stuff was pretty clear. Oh, look, this is the grow shop. Here's this, here's that. You know, there was like a, a communal vibe to it real out of the gate, which I liked. And uh, yeah, I think it, I think it was one of those, you can tell magazines are really like, hard, like one of the hardest mediums, especially nowadays. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, nobody reads anymore. <laughs> like it doesn't even make sense. And somebody, and nobody reads it, you know, paper. They, they have to, it has to be on their phone. Like, you know, I'm guilty of it all the time, but you, nobody reads. And and Cincinnati Tips lives on today because Wolfie five years ago started it and uh, I took it over uh, where we do aggregate news items from every day. I post between thirty and fifty items from around the world. Wow! Not not so much cultivation, but a lot of politics, a lot of uh, medical, and some cultivation from other sources. Not. Not very much original, because I don't have revenue to pay writers. Yeah, and it's one of those no, things. Usually, if you if you do quality, you got to. I mean, if you you've already, you know, had a tight crew of people that were putting out quality information, and nowadays, that kind of stuff is is pretty hard to pay the bills. <laughs> like these, you know, it's like so. Well, but there's there's generally probably <laughs> five to ten pretty good cultivation things per week in the uh, Cincinnati Tips Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Tom runs across things, I run across things, uh, this other guy, Canaclash, runs across things that are about cannabiculture, and, and so you can, you know, it, it's like these little gems of, of, of cultivation, and there's, you know, um, it's the second place that I that I post the new stuff that's going in How to Grow, the book that's How to Grow Wiser, that sooner or later is going to come out. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's still, it's still really relevant and I'm still nagging Tom every time I see him that you ought to do a quarterly coffee book or at least an annual, um, journal with get as many great photographers as are out there. And there is still enough new information coming in that I think people would buy it, but you know, that's. I'll, I'll see. Well, you're going to be at Emerald Cup, right, Tom? Yeah, I'm not speaking this year. Uh, the new producers uh, bringing in new people, but I'm. They gave me a complimentary pass, so I'm going to go. Okay, well, I'm going to be there too, under pretty much the same set of circumstances. Um, but I'll see you there. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but Great. Not, yeah. Why don't you give a quick shout uh, out? When is the Emerald Cup this year? The next one coming up. It's 13th, 14th, and 15th of December. Isn't that 13th, 14th, 15th of December? That's the MJ BizCon in uh, Las Vegas, same day. I know, and and MJ, no, MJ BizCon is ending the 13th, the day the Emerald Cup starts. Ah. And I, I, you know, MJ BizCon, in my opinion, wants to try and put the Emerald Cup out of business, but uh, uh, they both have a place, and... Uh, We'll see if they continue uh, trying to do that, but uh, that's it's, just it's, silly. I mean, uh, there's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I I think it's silly too. But uh, you know, I've heard that uh, MJ BizCon did it in December because they get lower rates on uh, convention center. But uh, I personally think they're trying to do Emerald Cup in because. They can't say that they get the most people because Emerald Cup gets slightly more, and so they'll probably, you know, keep trying to put the Emerald Cup out of business or take well, away. Their I, I think they're they're two different demographics that go to each one, though. I think they can both yeah, exist together, I mean, and I don't really think that. I mean, I'm I'm speculating here. I don't think MJ Bizcon moved their dates to throw off. The Emerald Cup, I think they did it because so many people complained because it was always the week before Thanksgiving, and so it meant you were always on the road for a week, and then you got back, and then you, Thanksgiving with the family, and it was all, it was, it was too much. So this way, I think it works out a little better. Sorry, Emerald Cup. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. For exhibitors, I don't know if it works better because, uh, you know. And no, it definitely doesn't. Friday, yeah. If you want to be at both, so, it doesn't. And, and so, so let's, I, I, let's bring it back to the let's bring it back to Green Merchant though, because uh, Segway so, Dave, so, sorry, Segway Dave, <laughs> exactly. Um, since we got yeah. guys on that were directly fit, and actually, I do notice that we have Ray Kogo in the in the chat, going hardcore. So I'm sure you see that too. So I did invite him on the show. I'm not sure if he wants to call in. If he does, seven two zero three one zero eight two three seven. That is the call in number. I don't know if we can be able to pull it off because we're having such a hard time patch people in but we will if you want to get in and tell us what you think is um can i can i can i drag my feet for a second just long enough to say something about the mj bizcon 
et cetera. Uh-oh. The way I think of it is, is we've got the activist picnic, which is Hempfest up in Seattle. That's family reunion for the political activists. For the old sky-growing, earth-growing, um, organic, biotic, uh, back-to-the-country, where American, where U.S. American cannabis cultivation began, the family reunion is the Emerald Cup. If you're in the cannabis industry, then the big conference, the big trade show every year is MJ Biz. Or if you like going to Las Vegas, <laughs> it's a fun time. What are you yeah, going to do? I mean, and, the, and, and the parties in Vegas. <laughs> last year, uh, there were parties that cost upwards of $400,000, like the Hawthorne Gardening, the Miracle Grove party, and there were several others that were hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in party expense. And uh, if you're at MJ BizCon, those are the... The party invites to get. I just looked at my. I just looked at my uh, text that I had to Ray, where I totally fucking made it look like it said the thirtieth. Where so sorry about that, Ray. I did. <laughs> I actually meant I'm doing it tomorrow. It says says I'm doing it tomorrow, which I did it yesterday. I sent it to him, <laughs> and then at the very end, but I fucked up and put thirty ninth anniversary, and I was like, oh no, not thirty ninth, thirtieth. You know what I mean? So like. Yeah, fucked up. It anyway, but if you do want to call in, Ray, uh, I'll give that number again, and you can call in in a bit. You don't have to call in right away, but you can call in in a minute or whatever. At seven two zero three one zero eight two three seven. That is the you got it on the screen. There you go. So anyway, sorry guys. <laughs> Segway done. Segway done. No, I just looked at because he, he said I just was reading the text and I was like, that's not true, <laughs> but it was. It's it my was fault. true. Hundred percent my fault. It goes under the category of shit happens. We'll deal. I usually send people my yeah. own number when I say call into the show, and then they start calling me, and I wonder why they're trying to call me. I'm like, oh, dude, you're an idiot. Anyway, so, sorry. <laughs> I digress. So we, we missed out on, on having one of the uh, Green Merchant Raiders join yeah. us. Yeah, we tried. With, with, for this today. We reached they, out. Uh, yeah, um, I and I learned something I didn't know that there is an association of former narcot of of what did see, uh, national former narcotic agents association. I think I got that right, but it's all uh, former federal narcotics agents. Must be a fun uh, bunch and, of guys right oh there. Gosh. Jesus, can you imagine going to those oh, parties? Oh yeah, their their part their their conventions are bound to be a bunch of fun. <laughs> <laughs> they all get drunk, super drunk. Yeah, they're all part of the music <laughs> crowd. Yeah, we know. No, nope, nope, nope. So, uh, yeah, we tried to get one of those guys, but they all they they they. What they what was your what was the answer to you? Basically, just said sorry. Yeah, pretty much. It was okay. Well, we'll throw it up on our on our uh, newsletter, and if anyone responds, they respond, but no guarantees. Right. Who wants to be on and, the shitty and they podcast? Pointed <laughs> hey. I, 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 <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, remember that on 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 when when I did a twenty uh, twenty sixth anniversary show twenty twenty oh twenty eight year uh, one of the years. One of good. It was a good year. Whatever anyway, year it was. What, whatever. On one of the green merchant. Oh, yeah. on the twenty twenty sixth anniversary because it was the twenty sixth on the twenty sixth. 
Oh, um, you got it. Boom, Nailed boom. it. I, I was wondering why you did a show <laughs> earlier. I was like, why did you, why did you do an early show? And I was, now you make sense. Yeah, okay. I get it. But tell us. Yeah, but but um, when, when I did it, uh, God, I, I lost. I just yeah. lost my train of thought. No Sorry way. about that. No, Wolf, come on. Wolfie. Get oh, back. I know. There I know is. what it is. <laughs> there so it I, is. I, I, call, I, call, I, call, I call the CIA, or not CIA, of the DEA's PI. The DEA's PIO to ask if they have <laughs> any SACs from Operation Green Merge. So, okay. okay so Wolf, the, you're cut the, off. The DEA's no more. public information officer wow. uh, to that ask would be if there were any, you know, anyone still around. And they were like, are you kidding? Anyone that, anyone that was on those raids has retired. Wait, yeah. you called the, the CIA PIO? <laughs> to check on I, I, what? DEA's DEA, PIO. DEA, PIO. If there were any SAs available. Special agents? Is that SA? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're cut off. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> That's it, just shows you, it just shows you how horrible it is to try to get through those kind of things because if you don't know that, you're fucking not yeah. getting to it. Not, at least you got an answer. Yeah. You know, I would have walked in and they would have yep. said, um, forget, and, and, it, forget about it. <laughs> you didn't know the right words. You didn't no. know the right words. <laughs> Well, they're all they. they well, no, I mean it's 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 funny because here, right, thirty years later, I have had conversations with people at the DEA about um, about registration of, and licenses to manufacture, and when that was going to go on. The the thing that Tom has that one of the things Tom, that Alex gave me by my having written for Sensimia Tips is that I have absolutely no fear of saying. I'm a journalist. I want to know about this. What can you tell me? And um, that that a uh, piece of that fearlessness was a gift from Tom and and sent to me a tips and you know just that I used to be more of a writer than I am now has gotten me into a lot of conferences for free. And um, cool. so so those who've been part of that too. I mean you know the the, the past is my ticket to my present and my future. Um, Cool. And it's given me something to do for a lot of years. <laughs> well, I also think there's some legislation going around right now to have the sentences expunged and anybody still in jail who was busted during the time because there are probably some people listening that don't realize that there's still some people in jail that got busted back then during these things. So yes. it's they, they need to had, all be let had, out. Had I, had I not pled down from the... The, the, from the 12,000 plus plants that they originally charged me with to 3,999 and had they chosen to do the two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight counts that uh, originally was indicted as and roll them all down into two, um, I would be just now getting ready to be excited about getting to the gate in a couple of years. Uh. Well, I was charged with 12,000-plus plants, and they had no freaking sense of humor. Those 12,000 plants are, are how Sea of Green migrated into being a screen of green that got sent out from the Federal Joint in Sheridan in fall of 91. Um, you know, I wanted people to do Sea of Green, but I didn't want them to have the plant counts at a kilogram per plant equivalency. Remember, Sea of Green, right? I'm I'm fucking ecstatic if I pull an ounce, ounce and a half per plant. Right. And they're hitting me for thirty five times that. 
Yeah, of course. It's stupid. Yeah. It, it, it's completely ridiculous. Well, they would do that with seedlings. I mean, they'd count it as, right. you know, oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> <Two kilos. laughs> that's 10 Two pounds right but, there. But, you have a seed. Uh, you're going, that's it. You're going to jail for but 10 I, years. But I read a... I read a thing someone posted today about that was written 18 months after. So it was written in 91. And at that point, they had busted a total of 50,000 plants, counting the seedlings, counting. So I was shocked to discover that in the first 18 months, my crops were almost a quarter of what Green Merchant had taken down. Damn. Yeah, well, they can throw these. I mean, it's crazy the numbers that they're throwing at people, though, right? It's like two hundred years for this guy, and, you know, and, but it's yeah. Oh, well, well, it's all about scaring you into pleading, into pleading. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, there's they're, they're not interested in the truth. I mean, we showed the judge pictures of me in the in the evidence hearing, pictures of me on the fishing dock in Kailua, Kona, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. My, picture of me, picture of the fish that I've caught reader board with the name the with my name the name of the skipper the name of the boat the date the size fish phone records right phone records from the day before from my calling from the king cam hotel you went to the Kailua. dentist and had x-rays oh uh, 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 a bump uh, <laughs> a, a bump type accident with a police report uh written the day after it, this happens, the judge rules that the witness is reliable. At that yeah. point, it was like, really, really, oh, I, I left part of it out. The witness said I was conspiring with him in Portland, Oregon, at the Pink Flamingo Hotel at 4.30 in the afternoon on December 23rd, 1987. That was you? Holy shit, I didn't know that was you. It couldn't have been you. You were in, you were in Hawaii. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty damn good to get all the way there from Hawaii and back. And this is before Google Maps. Yes. I mean, this, this was, this was, it was real obvious at that point that it didn't really matter what happened. I was going to be going to prison. And um, it was real scary because uh, there's certain things you don't do. You don't give people up. You don't, you know, You're right. it, it just... There's, there are people who were dopers who did crimes, and there were criminals who did dope. And then there was this weird group of people in the middle who hung around with a lot of bikers and such that sort of were in both worlds. But those people all grew up with the, you know, do your, do, ride your beef. Ride your beef, it'll be cool. We'll take care of you when you get out. Um, which, as it happened, turned out to be a lie. No one did shit. But uh, it was still, you know... Um, it, we're going to try to punch... We're going to try to pull uh, Kevin in. We'll see. Well, unable to precipitate. Okay. Hmm, never mind. See, we should have just stuck with the three we had. No, no. Don't, 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 don't do jinx it. us. Don't jinx us. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're doing good. Kevin, Come we tried. We tried, Kevin. It's not our fault. It's the board op. Uh, yeah, blame the staff. No. That's what they get paid for. Oh, yeah, missed it. <laughs> again. But, uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so um, the, the big thing, this, this is 
I got one really good green merchant sort of funny story, aside from the judge like saying that the pictures didn't count. Um, and that is that part of the process in those days of copying a plea federally, uh, if you weren't giving anyone up and you weren't doing a concession, was you still had to do something called a letter of acceptance. And the letter of acceptance was basically a concession light. And um, you had to go, well, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. And I've got a really bizarre quirk, which is that I can be really deceptive, but I'm such a shitty liar, I don't do it. Um, I believe so you. I had a really hard time going, I'm sorry about this. Mm. So I thought about it really carefully, and I hunted around for the right words. And what I said was, Your Honor, I appreciate that the cornerstone of an orderly society is obedience to the law. Now, I didn't mention that that was an Adolf Hitler quote. Um, and, <laughs> and I recognize that my actions, because they broke the law, damage that order. And I recognize that I'm going to have to do prison time. Oh, fuck. There's a 58 to 73 month range that you can sentence me to. And honestly, I hope that you'll consider sentencing, sentencing me to the bottom of that range because society's purposes would be much better served if the bed was occupied by a bank robber, a child pornographer, or a savings and loan swindler. And besides that, these plants were for my personal use. Now, in those days, if the judge had been part of the plea bargaining conference in federal court, they were bound by the terms of that plea bargain. They couldn't change it on you. And the judge looked at me. He had been part of the conference and said, Mr. Siegel, I know that you are here before me pleading guilty to 3,999 plants having had the numbers reduced from in excess of 12,000 plants. How can you stand there and possibly tell me that those plants were for your personal use? And I'll, I'll tell you the moral of the story in a minute, but what I said to him with a perfectly straight face was, Your Honor, I was using them to make money for myself. The moral of the story... It never gets snarky with a federal judge. No. <laughs> so you got sentenced to the top end? Yeah, I got sentenced to the top end. I was out. Um, now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about what I'll probably end up talking about on Steve D'Angelo's last prisoner project as well. Um, prison changes you. Prison, it's, it doesn't matter how nice or not nice a person you are. Prison will change who you are. I was a pretty nice person when I went to prison. Um, in, in terms of, you know, I was proud of the fact that I was an honest outlaw. No one ever got less than what I said they were going to get. Uh, I never charged a buck more than I than was reasonable, uh, etc. And you know, so I was an honest. I was not a crook. I was an honest outlaw. Well, when I went to prison. I hung around with mostly the smartest guys there, which were growers and meth crooks. 
Men's clothes, women, not really fluffed up. That's the first thing I would have thought of. People. Yeah, I would have thought of that. Well, no, Matt, 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 Matt Crooks, when they're not all tweaked out, most of them got there because they weren't stupid. <coughs> you know, they understood shit. They're chemists. Or, well, I mean, you know, that's just a reality. And I got mixed up while I was in with some people, and I got out, and someone owed me a shitload of money, and I went to go get it. And my basically seven years turned into 16. Mm, that wouldn't have happened if I had not fallen. There's an awful lot of people out there who prison for pot turned into lifelong criminals. Right. Well, I mean, that is the system that grinds Particularly young people. Young people whose lives it's fucked up. It definitely still does that where you go in all, I wouldn't say innocent, but basically innocent, right? And then you come out fucking all chiseled to be like <laughs> training to be a better criminal yeah exactly oh. well when you have to live day to day having know. to defend yourself that's kind of what you, well, you become I mean it's it's not quite that you know that, that that model of it yes and no I mean I was lucky I got to I got to do my time in Oregon if you're going to do time Oregon's where you do it because it's the softest time federally or statewide I mean you know, they, they get upset when they have three murders a year in the Oregon system. There's joints in California that have three a month. Hey. Right. I don't want to go. Well, boys, no. I got to go. Not, but I, I wanna, oh, wait, we want to hear wanna from you. Sh- yeah, yeah. I got to get going, but I want to give a shout-out to my good friend Jeff Lohenfels, who just published a book on uh, Auto Flowers that just came out last week. And uh, like his other books, it's a it's a groundbreaking book. It's pretty good. Yeah, we just had him uh, on the show. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. So awesome! Yeah, All he right. was great. Yeah, he. Thinks... All right, well, thank you. Hey, man, we'll have you on the show again for thank, sure. Thank you so much. Thanks okay. for doing what you did. We'll see you. It's dab time. All right, Tom, see, see you at the Emerald Cup. Right, Wolf, if you bye. hear somebody coughing hysterically, that's just me taking a dab. No right. problem. <laughs> Take care of yourself, my friend. That wasn't me. No, that was me. Okay. Hold on. So, um, yeah, typical so Adam Jones show fashion, all over yet? the place. <laughs> <laughs> we've, had, we've had three different angles coming at us. Uh, who now? Who's Has that? Ben been on yet? Today. Ben, I, I'm afraid to call him at the time zone difference. I'm like thinking, like, uh, he said, give me a call. And I'm like, yeah. He might not, not appreciate that. Eight hours difference. Uh, okay, Kevin's back. That is Kevin. That's Kevin. Kevin's yeah, back. Uh, Kevin's yeah. back. Mm-hmm. All right, my yeah. friend. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for hanging out. We had Tom yeah, on for a little while there. The man himself who... Uh, orchestrated such a, a good group of people which uh, obviously had a lot of knowledge and stuff and then you got wrapped up in it and uh, so I'm not sure where, where do we end off with, with Kevin what was, what was the final um, Kevin, about right after he had gotten arrest was it arrested or was something he'd, he'd already he'd already talked about the license plates and he yeah, talked about yes. the landlord yeah, yes uh, dirty landlords as we they all are. yeah fucked yeah. him over well, I'll tell you about by my experience in the prison camp I, uh, I I was sentenced to five years 
and I was eligible for parole after I think it was like nine months. Mm -hmm. And the parole officer uh, was retiring because they were phasing out parole, and he denied my application for, for parole. Well, We'd like to and have also him on I the was, show. Talk to him, that motherfucker. Uh, also, uh, I wouldn't appear uh, when the same photograph with the, with the uh, warden after I graduated from this drug uh, class. So he got pissed off at me. So my grandmother died. I couldn't go to her funeral. So the judge heard about this denial and, and also the... Uh, parole denial and he got pissed off so he resentenced me to uh three years of probation and ordered me released forthwith then i went uh back to seattle on uh probation uh i was being dressed tested this whole time so i didn't smoke pot for like six seven years oh. in a row uh, and also while i was in prison i got some exercise because we could walk around like five miles a day and I got to work at, at Edwards uh, Air Force Base. It was kind of interesting, actually. Um, I actually enjoyed the working at the base. I didn't like actually living there because it was overcrowded. Although we did, I would like that when we had good food. Um, so here I am released, and I'm, I'm almost done with my probation, and I got pistol whipped in an armed robbery, <clears throat> which I almost died. And uh, I got per then I survived that. I got probation, uh, but I continued on with my uh, hydrotech business in Seattle. Uh, mainly, we're into ceramic halides. We're also getting a little bit into LEDs um, and the full spectrum lighting. And I moved out of Seattle. I'm now in Alma, which is 30 miles uh, west of Olympia. That's where you are now. Yeah. I did move to this small town. There's a bunch of small, most of these small towns have a little broken down grow shop because the outdoor climate is not that conducive for outdoor growing. What's happened with the 502 thing is that uh, they're not, the liquor board is not really monitoring them anymore. Uh, and they're allowed to sell into the black market their surplus, which is a huge surplus because they don't have enough licensed retail locations. So they, they sell these, they just claim, oh, yeah, we had a crop failure, we had a bunch of farms, we had to throw it out. And, of course, it never actually makes its way to the compost pile. It winds up in the van, which then gets sold into the black market. This has depressed uh, prices in the industry, so it's very difficult to make money in your basement grow. You have to have the economies of scale and natural sunlight to really make a profit margin uh, nowadays in Washington State. Mm -hmm. So uh, most of the grow shops have closed, uh, except for Indoor Sun Shop, and then there are a few mail-order outfits, uh, but they're mostly uh, mail-order. Uh, they don't do much in most of out-of-state. Wait, 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 wait. Much... I know this is about green merchant, but you're saying right now, 502 in, in Washington, you can have an outdoor license, grow your licensed crop, tell the liquor control commission that your crop failed that you destroyed it and then feed well, that, the black market but they, you know like but they don't actually tell them that it's just a nod in the wink the thing is the inspector comes the liquor board guy comes by and says we don't monitor your surveillance your cameras anymore just keep a record of it on your hard drive so the guy says well here's a hard drive but it was not in the computer it wasn't even working the guy checklist check crop has computer hard drive so they don't really care. They're a bunch of alcoholics, and they don't really care. I think there's their strategy. 
they want them to sell into the black market to drive their prices down because they will not lower the taxes. So as long as you have high taxes, you're going to have a black market. Yeah, but that doesn't seem to me to be logical. You would want more people buying the product to increase the tax revenue, not people buying from the untaxable black market. Uh, Well, the effect is that most of the uh, uh, basement growers have shut down. Oh, I see. And it's so not it's, so much about tax revenue. It's about putting out the home grower because he they doesn't want have to market to the competition. I get it. It's I get like it. Classic monopoly tactics where you you sell that you're below your cost in order to gain to crush everybody else, and after everybody else is crushed, then you raise the price. Yeah. So they way. have not even <laughs> it's the American the way. Ugh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they aren't even lowering their their taxes. Now, they have lowered the taxes a little bit. But still, they're so high that it, it's an invitation to to uh, black market uh, grows, which is now they're they're priced out of the market. Instead of coming back to me and saying, Kevin, well, I guess you were right. These thousand watt sodium are not very efficient. What do you have? I'll vet some money, and we can we can still make a go of it. They don't do that. They just give me their equipment, usually donated. Maybe I give them a little gas money. I got shitloads of thousand watt uh, ballast now. Shitloads. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and hoods. You know, you're gonna get me on you. my soapbox rant about energy efficiency and any lighting su- illumination source, anything like that that converts forty percent of its energy to infrared just into heat yeah. is ridiculous. I it, can't believe. Uh, uh, HPS has the highest level of infrared. Now, good back to the original farmer in the sky thing. Um, I started advertising in in uh, Centimeter Tips. When they're about to go under, Alex was about ready to give up on it. And I come in there, and I was subsidizing it with my, my full-page ads for, for the first few years. And then I started uh, writing these, these columns for it, which I got a team of people doing the research for me, besides customers. They always listen to customers see what they have to say, what their experiences are. But Wolfie was, I would say, the lead uh, person on the research. And they did the earlier research. And then there was the main sources that I had, unless I heard from customers. Mm-hmm. And then I'd write an article about it. And then uh, Farmer in the Sky. And then I had and, some political... And, yeah. Uh, don't leave out the editing, etc. It was... The, from 84 on, most of the writing was a collaborative effort. Yeah, well, you see, Larry did most of the research in the early stages, but then when Wolfie came on board, he did most of the uh, research. And so that's where I got my information from. Wolfie uh, invented the, uh, seal, uh, the sealed environment system, with also the short crop, uh, sea of green system. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I talked about that a lot, and which I got from him. Wait, you're giving Wolfie credit with sea of green? Yeah, he is. Oh my goodness! You didn't know that. Yeah, of he had been I think it was oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought. Now I see. He's, he's yeah, he's see, I'm much better at English than, than than most anybody else, including Wolfie, because I'm highly talented uh, verbally. So I did the actual journalistic uh, writing, uh, most of it. But you know, I have three copies of that that book, Farmer in the Sky uh, book, uh, Growing Indoors. And there are some notes there in Wolfie's handwriting, uh, revisions for the third edition, right? So he was going to be even more involved in actually uh, writing it. I was just going to be uh, editing it in a lot of cases. 
but we never got to that point because then Green Merchant hit. I'd actually advertised uh, pre-publication of sale of third edition. I got like 100 people or like you know, a few dozen people to, to pay for it. But then the Green Merchant hit, so then I had to send them all a letter hmm. saying that uh, they'd confiscated on my records, and then I couldn't sell the book, and then, you know, so on and so, so forth. Uh, so that third edition never uh, really happened. But then I wrote some articles for Maximum Yield under uh, Bill Lermer's name, who is the actual character's name in uh, Robert Heinlein's book or novel, uh, Farmer in the Sky. Oh, Robert Heinlein, so that's, Farmer in the Sky. There you go, see? That's what Cryptic, that did. Cryptic shit, man. That, yeah, like and actually, Heinlein wrote a short story once. He was talking about an indoor grow light, actual grow light, and in one of the short stories, and they were growing grass. And he said, oh, we just like to get up walking our bare feet in the grass. It was obviously a play on words for grass. You know, who's going to grow grass indoors? Just have a lot indoors, you know. So, yeah, Heinlein was hep to it. And in fact, when he grew up in uh, Butler, Missouri, in the 20s and stuff, before he went to the uh, Naval Academy, oh, yeah, they, you could buy a pot there uh, back in the 20s before it became illegal. It was not a real popular thing, but you could still, you could still get pot. And Heinlein was definitely uh, pro-legalization of pot. He started out as a socialist uh, in the 30s, and then he switched over to libertarian when I married... Uh, Virginia uh, Gerstenfeld, uh, who worked for him at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard during World War II as an engineer, along with Isaac Asimov, uh, also a science fiction uh, author, very, very famous author, worked for Heinlein. And one other science fiction author, I think it was, it might have been Silverberg or somebody else. Um, Spider Robinson, yeah. I think. Yeah, it, I think he was earlier, later generation, but they worked in World wow. War II uh, on engineering for, for the war effort. And then after the uh, war, uh, he married Gerstenfeld, and Gerstenfeld brought him over to the libertarian uh, viewpoint uh, from where he was in the 30s. He was a big Democrat in the, in the 30s, a very, very, very into an activist in Los Angeles uh, area. <clears throat> But yeah, Hanine wrote this book about this family that moves to, I think it was uh, Ganymede, the moon of, of Jupiter or something. Yeah, and they, they, were, they, there. Were, they were terraforming Ganymede. And yeah, that, Ganymede. Was what led, that, that was what led to you going with the farmer in the sky as the, uh, right. as the title because it was so appropriate to growing under lighting using technical means. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been growing indoors since 1971. Uh, and then I'm I'm getting so, a little bit older now, and so I'm not really up to speed like Wolfie is on the technical details of the LEDs. But I have an idea for how the LEDs could be almost double their output by, by c- combining it with a ceramic, because you could put... Uh, a ceramic is a heat sink, so you don't need to put metal in back of the LED uh, uh, piece of metal because you could use ceramic to separate the heat sink from the LED itself, the little metal strip, and then in every way you could reflect it downwards. But I don't think the big companies want to invest in it because it's a, such a major uh, breakthrough. 
But uh, as far as the technical and details... There, and, there, and there's there's at least two technologies that are getting ready to come in strong that, that pretty much... Um, for artificial lighting are, are not going, to, nothing else is going to be able to touch them. Uh, high energy plasma sulfur pla- slash sulfur plasma lighting is the closest thing that we're seeing to a natural uh, solar light curve, um, except that it's short in the low frequencies. So H- in completely enclosed uh, systems, it's probably going to be ACP and ceramic high-pressure sodium uh, in greenhouses. Greenhouse materials mostly block your higher frequencies of light. So again, ACP SDL is the future of greenhouse supplemental lighting and light depth supplemental lighting. But floating out there in Korea, Japan, India, and I believe Purdue is a UV laser-driven LED setup. UV laser-driven diodes. Freaking lasers with yep. sharks and laser beams on <laughs> yeah, them, Yeah, I was just going to mention lasers. Yeah, lasers is, 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 in a, is, is, is a new field over uh, with the next step from uh, uh, LEDs is lasers. Yeah. And they are starting to commercialize that, but it's well, everyone, right now. It's everyone's going to jump on board with lasers. Lasers. Everyone's like, yes. fuck it, lasers. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll Where do I sign? Five? How many millions? <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I think the best well, well, for your best bet for your buck is ceramic metal halide because I know there are more yeah. advanced systems out there, but it has half the infrared of sodium, but still has some. So if you're in a greenhouse and you need the heat, I got a question. I got a question. <coughs> I got a question for either you or for uh, Wolfie on that. Now, do the ceramic metal halides put out a lot of UVC though? Or do or was it older ones that, do uh, that? They have a potential for that, but they they, they for safety reasons and for liability they filter out most of the UV. Uh, uh, virtually all of the most of the UV is filtered out by the iron oxide and they um, almost almost nothing below three hundred nanometers in wavelength yeah. passes through glass except very very special glass. Even then, the the the. Even if you took the glass envelope, the outer glass envelope, off of them, you wouldn't be seeing very much in the way of UVC. Hmm. You would I be seeing gonna... a buttload of UVB. The thing yeah, is that, that you that want the, you, want the a... U, you want the UVB though. You want the yeah, UVB, yeah. and I think they seen. had these suntan uh, LEDs that are produced the UVB that I could supplement a full spectrum light like uh, ceramic metal halide. Which yeah, I still the problem think with the the pro, the problem with most of the sun t- of, of sun lamp UVs is the UVB that they're using again the glass that's in them doesn't transmit below 300 nanometers. Um, most of the UV that you'll find in sun lamps is right in that area, just below between it's it's from about 320 to 300, just the very very lower end. Of UV, mm-hmm. or of UVB, um, just because I, yes. just because now they're getting more popular, and I, I just remember the f- maybe f- five or six years ago when they first kind of were just kind of hitting the scene. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, um, I I remember having some so, somebody <clears throat> mention like that because there was certain bulbs that were not coded, not double jacketed, and then they double jacketed all the new ones, so it was kind of like okay. Yeah. Why well, there, there was kind of a fuss. There was a fuss there for a minute. Um, 
there was a guy in Colorado who was claiming that his that his uh, CMHs were special and, and didn't have a UV coating. They did. They were double jacketed. You can take a look at a pic at one of the pictures that um, in like uh, International Artificial Grow Light Association where he sent pictures in and and you can see that there is in fact two jackets there. But you, you just said something that's kind of funny because and should be mentioned. Uh, when I got out of prison in 2005, it was about a year before I got with Kevin about grow lights. And he and our mutual friend, Gerald Garrison, who is arguably the best light design, grow light designer on earth. Um, he, he really is phenomenal. He's the guy who um, came up with the, all of the sun pulse halides that now all kinds of companies have like three or four different color temperatures of halide that they offer. Those were his. The first person. I don't think he makes about, those anymore. Um, I I've heard that he he's no. not making it. It's, it's not relevant, Kevin. It's not really relevant to to, to this though. It's just this guy is very very clever. And he where I was going with it is he and Kevin in 2006, so 13 years ago, were pulling my coat about CMH. Hmm. Yeah. And if you go back far enough, then you end up in the mid 80s. With going back to Cincinnati tips, Kevin and I writing about the Optimark, uh, the Osram Optimark, yeah, right, which right. was the earliest of the ceramic metal halides, and that's like 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. The Optimark, I remember that, but they were kind of expensive, and they they had a lot of infrared inefficiency, but they definitely enhanced the potency. The the Optimark. Yeah, I remember that quite well. Yeah, those are the days. We were the pioneers. We're still we're still kind of the pioneers. At least you are, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm into it, the ceramics right now. I have a hood specifically for that arc tube because it's a nearly spherical arc tube, so you need a different type of hood. Mm. So I design it for that. But as far as the LEDs, um, it's a very difficult field to break into because all they're all machine made now, and you got to order like 200 at a time from Philips. But Phillips has a new uh, strip out that's 90 CRI, or then words full spectrum, and high output. Mm -hmm. And the strip distributes a lot better than the chips and are a lot, a lot cheaper to, to assemble. But I think I'm trying to get Phillips to put a glass covering over those, because that's the biggest labor cost is putting the glass covering over those LEDs. And usually to cut down the cost, we use the cheap glass and have one big pane. Uh, whereas I think if they made the LEDs, each one could be coated with a special borosilicate glass. It would just come that way. I'm trying to get them to do that, but they aren't yet. So um, I guess well, that's... They're, they're getting into some the, the, the UV laser things, the UV laser-driven diodes. They're, uh -huh. they're using nanodots as waveguides in order to get uh -huh. better collimation. Um, they're... they're, they're the next three years are going to be truly astonishing in grow lighting. I mean, just where we are so close to natural sun in terms of our ability to provide, because what's, with what's going on, we, we're going to need to match land races, um, the, the, the latitude and altitude of geographic origin in order to meet the kind of demand for quality that an educated market, hopefully, is going to have. 
yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> I think lighting is going through a pretty big, uh, pretty big changes right now. But it's, as you said, it's like you see how this technology is like like all others. It's moving so fast, and you can if you have a huge facility, say like a forty, fifty thousand square foot facility, and you and you just you know got it all in there, and you have your double ended, and you you think you're the shit, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, we're gonna go LED. It's a huge. It's a, it's a big jump, and I think LEDs are finally getting there. To where I, well, LEDs still cost a little bit more money than HPS, but HPS has too much infrared, mm -hmm. and you normally don't need that unless you're really cold, like you know, uh, a Canada or something. Right. Um, and they don't have enough blue and and then the rest and then enough red and the rest of the spectrum. Mm. But ceramic is 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 kind of halfway between. It's not as efficient as the best LEDs, but it's way more efficient than uh, sodium. So I think ceramic, because it's cheaper than LEDs could be uh, a choice uh, for a large greenhouse where you simply can't afford to cover the whole thing with LEDs. Plus, I think a lot of these LEDs, they block too much natural sunlight because they have to have these heat, heat sinks. Mm -hmm. Whereas you have like 315-watt or higher uh, lights, you have less uh, fixture uh, shadow, and they're cheaper per watt. So I'm thinking uh, maybe ceramic supplemented by maybe UV lasers or UV LEDs. Sold. Uh, just as soon as you said lasers again. Well, but see, at that point, what you what you'd be using with those what what the, they'll, they'll fill in the 420 gap that that's in most of the LEDs that, that are out there. If you look at their STDs, there's this big notch. Look at right. their STDs. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't really, look really. at anybody's STDs. Well, this is a family show. I'm not looking at anybody's, anybody's STDs. Just so you know. What, Keep your STD about to yourself. Big notch? <laughs> well, the sunlight chips avoid that dip because they, they're using uh, different new technology, and they're just starting to come up with strips. I haven't got any of their strips yet, but they I'm testing their chips, and the yeah, eliminates that little dip, and it's the only one I know of that does that. Possibly new Phillips ones do. I haven't seen a chart uh, that UG, one UGO has those. Uh, let's see, UGO has them. There, there's a Samsung Appreciate that does that. There, there, there's, um, yeah, there, there's, there's about five companies that are putting out sun-like chips, but uh -huh. they still, they're, they're still not getting the, the proportion. See, <laughs> Light is radio. If you're missing some of the signal, you get distortion. Right. That distortion is the signal being regained. It takes additional power to regain that signal. Let's talk about lasers. <laughs> I, 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 I want lasers. I'm ready. I'm ready. Now. Yeah. And, Bring on you know, the lasers. I want, I want lasers, and I want to go pick them up in my damn flying car that they've been promising me since I was eight. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How far off are we yeah. from lasers? Seriously, I'm ready. I don't know, but a shout out to the Pink Panther, by the way, just in case. <laughs> there are people selling them. There are people that are selling them. But you've got to understand, at least 97% of the LEDs are produced for human vision. Hmm. And for human vision, you want full spectrum. Yeah. Well, by a lucky coincidence, full spectrum is also a really good idea for, for plant growth. Right. Now, we can, it's, we can it's, tweak the... It's a move in the correct direction. Bit. But photobiologically photo active radiation runs all the way from the high end, which is the top of 280, or top of UVB at 280, to right. the lowest end, which is those first 30 nanometers of infrared, out to 780. The, uh -huh. the infrared between where far red ends at 750, uh, that 
those next 30 nanometers are still, you're getting more photobiological benefit than, than the detriment you're getting from the infrared. Heating with real lighting is stupid. Yeah, uh, Greg, just... In, in 95% of the situations that HPSs are used in now, what they're doing is wasting electricity. They're bouncing the right. particle part of the photon off of other photons' particles and achieving Compton scattering, which is why they're getting too low a percentage of the use of energy that they're putting out, mm. or that they're putting into their ballast, getting out as light. Uh-huh. And, and, of course, that leads to the stupidity of measuring light in photons instead of milliwatts. And now I'm off on my 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 uh, rant here. Oh, that's because, okay. Uh, so we put a picture of you while we were doing with a tinfoil hat on it. <laughs> that's already up. Well, Professor Bugby just came over. He's producing videos all the time. He's funded by NASA and the USDA. I won't hold that against him. Yes, but and he, and he, his, his latest ones move about half a step in the direction of photobiologically active radiation and away from PAR. Well, he explains it in a way that the average person can almost understand. Well, uh, well okay, you want, you, want it, you want it explained in a way that anyone can understand? Sit in your radio, turn your radio point one off radio? of the correct What's dial. What's a radio? What? What is a radio? Nobody has a radio anymore, Wolf. You know, in the car. <laughs> car? Car. Radio. What channel is it on Sirius? Go to radio. Uh-huh. If your point, to, to give the simple explanation, right, so your point one off of the correct dialing, mm-hmm. now it's in order to pull in your signal, you have to add more power. And it's still badly distorted. Those distortions are you're losing the signal and regaining the signal. The signal is skipping. Okay? Now, when you turn up the power, it can pull in the signal, but that distortion is it overcoming the inertia, the electronic inertia, in order to pull in the energy. When you deliver light in the correct relative amplitude between the frequencies, instead of it being one photon equals one electron contributed because of the energy that's lost in the process of overcoming electronic inertia, mm-hmm. it becomes a steady process. So instead of needing 8 to 11 photons to contribute 8 to 11 electrons to make one photosynthetic incident happens, you get four, five, or six photons contributing those 8 to 11 photo, uh, electrons. And until people in conventional photobiology start thinking in terms of Teslin photobiology, oh, i.e., yes. paying attention to the rules called, okay, okay, wave mechanics, a set of rules that governs how every kind of wave behaves, says that if it's there in radio, it's there in light. Because light is just a much higher frequency of radio. And in point of fact, Light is not a new science. We've been studying radio for a hundred and some years. Every phenomenon present in radio is present in light. It's on us to find them and figure out how they affect plants. Well, I mean, when you look at like a a metal halide, old school bulb, you know. Right. 
it's pretty archaic, you know. I mean, you look at the thing and you're like, it's making, yeah. it's like making noise, and it's all <laughs> you're screwing it in. You're like, I, right. hope, I hope this the works. Tech, the tech has a lot that it needs. Well, yeah, it isn't that much better than sodium. You know, when I wrote the when we wrote the original two books, of course, uh-huh. KJ McCrae was our idol. He was wrote, wrote the McCreek curve, but see what he was doing, he was using separate uh, chambers. There were each monochromatic spectrum. So he was only looking at the individual properties of the individual spectrum slices, mm-hmm. not how they work together. Now, what Bugby has pointed out is that the um, the far red, like 730 nanometers, by itself isn't that efficient. But if you combine it with the, the full spectrum, it works synergistically and enhances it. It's called the Emerson effect. Hmm. And uh, so right. yeah, Emerson wrote about it in '58. Yeah. And so it isn't just 400 to 700 nanometers, like Wolfie is saying, it's like from like 280 to like 780 uh, is, yeah. is the, the total par uh, region. Hmm. And Fubar. I'm, yeah, and, and so. Par value. No, I think it's Think about the LEDs because the technology is improving so fast, although they do last longer than, than an HID, hmm. well before that they burn, LEDs burn out, they will be obsolete. So their longevity isn't really that much of a benefit if you wanted the best stuff. You have to replace it anyway. So what do you guys think about, um, just from a, a sort of general question, um, how often should people replace their lights? Because I kind of, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm guilty as of as running, I'm guilty of running shit for years sometimes and just being like, fuck it, it works. If, 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 as, as often as the meter, which if they don't have, they should go get, hmm. tells them they should. All right. They should know what they want what do you think, so, what at do you think, their canopy what do you, level. What do you think? Well, the, uh, uh, and, on the ceramic metal hat, I recommend replacing them every, every uh, six months to a year. Yeah. But as far as LEDs are concerned, they will burn out too. Uh, individual uh, the chips will burn out. And the warranty, the manufacturers, you don't want to usually warranty it, and at least 15% are burned out. Mm-hmm. And they can't really repair it. They just have to replace it. Yeah, you see. And so, so um, I think uh, I think eventually uh, there won't be any HID sold. Mm. Uh, but it takes a long time for the people to wake up to that. And the price is a big uh, part of it. I know back in the '80s there were still people selling mercury vapor valves. Those have been obsolete since like World War II. Mm-hmm. But because they're cheaper, except, and people except don't know. that they have some, they have some promise as a. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, it looks like they may be decent. If 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 you're going to cheap, cheap, cheap route UV sup in light gap greenhouse, you hang mercury vapors because they do put out the 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 uh, three hundred to three twenty the the um, lower end of UVB. Mm-hmm. And they do they do give you your greens and blues that you don't have in, in or that you don't have sufficiently in a greenhouse. Well, as they all, all of which, uh, all, all of which, handbook. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All 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 of which is about the you know be agnostic about the lighting technology, but don't be agnostic about the light. The light needs to be arriving as close to what was found at the latitude and altitude that the dominant genetic and what you're growing had at its geographic point of origin. 
for maximum best chemotypic expression. Say that one more time. And it does not matter what technology you use to do it. Some are going to be better than others. Some will be more profitable or less profitable. But the closer you come to giving your dominant genetic what it evolved under in terms of the latitude and altitude, the light quality, you will get the best chemotypic expression. Also the highest yields. Right. And as Phillips' lighting handbook from the 80s pointed out, it was a Bible to me. I didn't know back in the 80s when we were writing all this stuff. Uh, what you wanted, both intensity and uh, and spectrum. And it's a little bit, uh, the green spectrum is a little bit controversial. Bugby now is kind of leaning away from the importance of green, even though it does penetrate more. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think it's very economical. It's the only thing he likes, the main thing he likes that green It's not economical for LED builders because the, the phosphor right. costs twice as much as the phosphor for other colors. And that's the reason why that stupid bullshit got imposed. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, you know, his latest thing, he, he's kind of downplaying the importance of, of green, even though he acknowledges, acknowledges that the green light penetrates better. That's particularly important, not just for thick leaves, but if you have a canopy, it can even go right through some of these leaves. It can, green can penetrate better. That's why sodium uh, is still around, because it has so much that's green. That's what saved sodium as a grow light. Yeah. And, and it's really counterintuitive. Uh, but generally, you want full spectrum, as close to natural sunlight as you can. Uh, but I think that as a, you, you want to tweak it a little bit. You want to make sure you've got that UV in there, the right spectrums of it, and that you're going to have to have probably something separate for that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, indoor uh, plant the- is... The- Center, let's see, Centerty, no, not Centerty, um, um, Cerevision out of England and Azentiv, who mainly work through conference, through trade shows and conferences, both are offering ATP slash SPL lighting that's made with the correct quartz borosilicate to pass UV. This is what people should be using if they want to look at long term growth. Uh, at, at, at highest efficacy of photosynthetic activity per watt put into it. Yeah. LEDs what, what don't is come now? close. Hmm. ATP slash SPL. High, energy, high efficiency plasma slash sulfur plasma lighting. Hmm. One company is Cerevision out of England, and the other one is... Um, the other one that is using the right glass is Aventive. So it's HP, ATP, uh, ATP, ATP slash SPL. The SPL is it's it's just about the same technology as the old sulfur plasma lighting, but they're they're using a better microwave grid to to excite the electrons, and they figured out that they pretty much have to have the glass spinning or it gets to on the outer part of the envelope mm. uh, that it has to be spinning or it gets too hot and you end up with plasma melting through quartz borosilicate. Yeah, that's what both <coughs> of you are does now. He, 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 he moves all of his lights on the spinners. He's got these, these factory farms that are multi-storied and he's got yeah. like them rotating on a vertical pole 
and and yeah. then and then and then the LEDs are looking out horizontally, and I think he's growing mostly lettuce. He gets funding from the various foundations like the Ford Foundation, the Gates Foundation, and so on and so forth, and he's he's building these factories uh, all over the place, and you could. And Bugby is pointing out that lettuce is one of the best crops to grow with artificial lighting. Uh, regular right, vegetables. Well, there's all, and there's, there's, all, there's only one crop I'm interested in growing. So I, do, oh, I you know, okay. I, I care about cannabis. I care. Right. I, I am an applied Teslin photobiologist. I'm out to light cannabis growth in the most sustainable, mm-hmm. most effective most natural way that I can uh-huh. and by doing it to maximize the return on investment because sustainability is in the end the be- will give you the best return on investment paying you know, attention I, to what you're doing you know I, I always looked at Wolfie as my guru on lighting but you know I have other gurus and one of them uh, uh, this professor told me about uh, the use of this um, uh, oil that is found naturally in plants, and it transports transports uh, things vertically through a plant because the plant doesn't have veins, so it has to transfer it through the transfection process. And through this transfection process, it can it can inject uh, complex organic molecules directly into the plant. I'm talking like sugars, hormones, etc efficiently hold directly into the plant and because of the cause of the sugars and the oils and the hormones it's not you couldn't use it for like weed or something or or you'd have to use it for high-end uh crops like cannabis particularly <coughs> or other herbs um cannabis orchids and saffron are the three highest paying agriculture horticultural crops yeah right right so, so yeah, I know when it, when I first started out in growing in the, in the early seventies, uh, I was I read that uh, Ed Rosenthal's book like you know six times over. It was like a Bible to me, and I did everything he was recommending in there. I tried fluorescence and so on and so forth. Seventies. Yeah, well, I started growing in seventy one, and then I think he wrote his Rosenthal's Bible in the first 70s. book was seventy five, I believe. That was a big Bible, but I think he might have had something. He he was a columnist prior to that for height. He worked by high time. Well, why don't we that. just ask him, Ed, if you're out there, just call on in, and uh, we'll find yeah. out what you're. He wants two. Well, he wants so, two grand to be on the show. He said two grand. No. <laughs> that, uh, 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 there was so much information in that book you can still read it to today and find out something uh, valuable. Not so much about the not really about the lighting, but about no. the plant itself. Sure, it, it was definitely. Uh, uh, that, was that, cool. that, that was that was main, that was mainly thanks to Jim, honestly. But hey, his partner, yeah, I forget that guy's name now, but he bought him out, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, Ed and I, uh, I've known Ed on and off for for many years. Um, I stayed at his place once when I went to a conference in San Francisco. He let me stay at his house in uh, in Berkeley. Uh, interesting stories behind that. Sometimes maybe we'll have a beer sometime. I tell you about that. He's, so he's the marijuana a, grower's guide was first published in 1978. That was his first book. That was the book that was written that was originally Mel Frank and Ed Rosenthal. Right. Mel, Mel Frank, Frank being the other 
being being Jim. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Mc, Mel Frank. McCormick is it? Uh, I think he did. I think he did most of the research, and but I think Ed was around prior to that, working running for uh, High Times. Uh, he may have been. I, I can't Alleg- remember. Alleg- allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Well, yeah. also Not there was there was uh, the uh, in their sun shop uh, wrote a book. I think it came out in '72. So I was on that one, like flies on shit too. Um, Right. How, but, how to Grow Marijuana Indoors Under Lights uh, by Murphy Stevens, which is 1973. <laughs> yeah, and his partner, his co-author, was one of the sons of of uh, uh, Dan Murphy, who had a grow shops and a wholesale business there in Se- up there in Seattle. Hmm. And then after yeah, the Green Merchant thing, yeah, Dan's good, yeah. After the Green Merchant thing, what happened was that they told him that if he uh, uh, gave up all of his uh, business assets, they wouldn't prosecute him. Well, he did that, but then the IRS went after him civilly and stripped him bare. He took up virtually all the lifetimes of savings. Hmm. And when he had a warehouse that he had built in Ballard, he, uh, the, the federal marshals had taken it over and were auctioning everything off. Well, I went there to that auction, and I found out that people were offering too much money. So I kept on saying, oh, I could buy that thing for less than that wholesale, regular price. So I could have been docking down, talking down the prices. So I pretty soon everybody caught on, and they bid less. Well, the marshal saw that, heard me say that, and he got really pissed off, and they got permission, and they kicked me out of there, <laughs> that auction. So I couldn't buy any more stuff. Yeah, but then the old man Dan Murphy. After that, uh, I was kept in communication with. After that, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a sad thing. At the, at the end, all he had left was his his house. That was the only thing they let him keep. IRS stripped him. First thing they take from you now. Yeah, that's the first thing they take. Every, all your money, your house, everyone can go. And the only way to defend yourself. Yeah, that's in Holland, and he had done a plea bargain too. In Holland, they yeah. call that like plucking you like a chicken. For, <sighs> for about for about nine months in the Ninth Circuit, thanks to a group of inmates preparing the paperwork and the original pleadings, uh, in the Ninth Circuit, if they had completed forfeiture proceedings, it was considered prior jeopardy and they couldn't proceed with criminal prosecution. Uh, yeah, Steinborn that, was the guy, I think. Steinborn was the attorney, I think. Steinborn had nothing to do with U.S. V. four hundred five thousand eight hundred. Oh, well, he knew about it anyway. He told he told everybody about it. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's yeah, that well, he, 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 he didn't again? stand for long though. That 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 Ninth Circuit decision was overruled though. After like you say, I mean that didn't stand up too long. No, it stood up for almost a year. We got about a hundred yeah. people out behind it. Yeah. Oh See, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean that, I that was that was prepared primarily by federal law federal law library clerks, and it was fun bouncing bounce, bouncing the paperwork in and out of the libraries because you can't put it at that point right prisoner to prisoner. Yeah, in the system. Yeah. Back in the day when you guys were being all, being all sneaky, sneaky and shit. <laughs> you know, as a camp well, that I went to, yeah. Boron Camp, that place has uh, been deserted for several years now. And there's YouTube videos 
there are people coming there and 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 graffitiing it, and they're stripping out the copper. They're going to every house there right. that used to be a military base, and then it was a, a prison, stripping the copper wires and stuff out of there. That place is being gutted. Shit, they got copper it's wires. A, I'm I'm out. No, there's What's no the copper wire anymore. I'm there. Nope. I, need, I need some copper. Hold on. Uh, out there in Boron, it's <laughs> halfway between L.A. and, and Los Angeles, uh-huh. up, in the, up in the fringe of the Mojave Desert. Right. Sounds, and sounds that, that whole place is being just torn apart by vandals now. Uh, it, they could have sold it. I mean, there was house, cheap housing there. They could have sold it to veterans for like $10,000. Buy yourself a, a house at a formal military base. Probably last, all uh, toxic waste there and shit, I'm sure. So. No, it would have been Well, there was some asbestos, but most of the asbestos have been removed. Eh, most <coughs> It's just hanging out the walls. Most. It's just half, half, half hanging out the walls and half it's in there. Don't worry about it. Yeah, asbestos vats and tiles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely <laughs> yeah. should have moved some vets in there. Come on now. That would have been a perfect <laughs> move. We could have found them some safe housing to sell to them. Wait, wait. We can, we can put some illegal immigrants. Any illegals don't need to breathe. Don't say that. We'd like to stay on the air right now, Wolf. It's important. So let's not bring... What? (laughs) Wolf's trying to bring us down? No. (laughs) Come on, Wolfie. So, um, amazingly enough, we've somehow cranked through hours of time. So we... I got to guide the ship slightly back to to the to the subject of the of the matter here, which you is you can't count on me for that. No, of course not. You're the meander meander, Dave. No, I'll go uh, to weeds. I think, I think, uh, crazily enough, now that we're <coughs> literally at thirty years, which is exactly about the time when I moved to Holland, because I moved there in '89, so it's like it's all kind of like whoa, this is weird when I think about it, because exactly at that moment in time. Uh, I got there in April, and this all went down October, and I started working at Sensi, I think around the two or three months after that all happened. So I was going to call Ben, and it is kind of like it's 9 o'clock where he's at now in the morning, so I could technically try. But where is he now? He's in uh, Malaysia. He's in Malaysia. I didn't want to wake him, oh. wake him before, but I might try to hit him up in a second. I'll, I'll see if we can uh, patch him in, but that might be hard. Uh, do you As, have a YouTube channel? Yes, you're live on YouTube right now. You are there. It's Adam Dunn show. Oh, I am. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. oh, oh, hey. no, you didn't sign the release before it, we got it. you on the air, Mark. Come on, uh, man. You got to take care of that paperwork. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, uh, what's the name? Or what's the name of the, your channel? <laughs> <laughs> the Dave Charnick Show. It should be actually no, it's the, Adam, the Adam Dunn Show. Just Adam Dunn show. You can look that up and it'll pop up. Wait a second. Dave Sarnick, is he around there somewhere? Oh, shit. Uh, I, I told realize. you I didn't know who it was. Shit, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> That's who you've been talking to this whole time. How do you feel about that? <laughs> hey, Dave. It's Adam. I know. <laughs> Why don't you ever you, answer you, my calls? You and I have a conversation we have to have. Oh, yes. good one. I know. I'm, I'm about to get taken. Teacher wants to talk to me after class. Uh-oh. I'll be there. No, okay. he already he, he knew <laughs> oh, this. Oh, no, no. No, no, you're you're going to make me rich. Okay. Oh. So can I make myself rich along with you? <laughs> yeah. Do we get to take yes, Adam along can. and Mark? Yeah, all of us. We're all, yeah. we're what's what's the point of owning an island if your uh, friends don't all have Apparently yachts. this is our last week well, in this studio, so things are about to get weird. Un, oh, wait, un, we, sh- un, we have to talk un, about that and un, beg to sense yeah. a, a, a way to, manu- yeah. to legally manufacture <laughs> virtually unlimited quantities of CBGA. Oh, <laughs> Of course, we need some. What is it? Thirty-five grand a kilo right now. Are you selling that out? The you no, you're, you're you're yeah. not here. You're not hearing what I'm saying. 
I have a way that we can legally produce virtually unlimited quantities How did you throw of cannabis-derived CBGA. you got to make a little pamphlet. you got to make this into like the the back of the magazine deal but when you got the little like you sent five bucks away you, you thought you were going to get, get something glasses awesome that see through well, yeah, but he, he ignores my emails now that I've got him <laughs> trapped in front of an oh. audience I, 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 can, I think we're having technical <laughs> difficulties now Wolf we have to go to shout outs and it's, it's you, you, call Mark's, my, you call me on my cell phone <laughs> Mark has to go to a comedy show so we have to oh, get yeah. out of here early uh, once again time. Mark and his yeah. Mark has all life. these things to do in his social life and you know he um, keeps doing them on Fridays I don't understand why he should just be like Fridays? No, I can't, I, no nice baby, I can't go life. out. So, um, <laughs> what's, your, what's your what's your what's your YouTube channel, Adam? Adam? Adam Dunn show. <laughs> Adam Dunn. D U W N. Dunn. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh, there's right there. I'll subscribe to it. It's ten dollars a month. Yeah, right. And you send you send your payment to info at the Adam dot com. Just send checks. Yeah. Just send checks payable to cash. So you're gonna post this thing on, on your, your Adam Dunn thing, yeah. Oh yeah, cool. it's live, bro. It's already yeah. there. It's there. Once the show's over, it's People there. People are watching it. There forever yeah. to be to be well, ridiculed. You can find all the fuck ups we've said. And but uh, no, I'm glad you could call in. Like I said, it went real fast. I was surprised. I thought we would have yeah because I was had a few other people lined up to possibly call in, but every single one of them was probably going to be inconvenient. I don't want to wait. I, well, it's okay. We got we might do a part two on this uh, even next it week. It deserves a part two. I got other things. And it again, does. I have open invitation to Ray Coe. Oh, it's right who, here. Who was live? Live. <laughs> I'll turn the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Still have that open invite to Ray Coe. Well, who was Wolf, in the if you're going to be in Colorado next week, you can come sit in because I'm oh, going to be in Europe. So perfect. there's a seat right here. Are you right going to be here, here on you. Friday? Not Wolf? right here because we won't be here. Well, Wolf, you're gone. No, I, I, oh. I'm, I'm here. Are you going to come? I, I, are you going to be I, here? I, You'll be here on next I, Friday? What's happening next Friday? Are you going to be in Are Colorado? Are you going to be in Colorado? I, I hadn't planned to, but... No, um, why'd you say uh, that? You make it, <laughs> just make I thought he just said it. When you, uh, when what did I hear Boulder, things? Stop, at Bo- stop by a Boulder Lamp there, and and they've got some pretty good deal on ceramic lights. Oh. Well, hmm. let's, there you go. Well, it's hot tip, actually, hot tip. Ask for the done deal. What's that? So, some of their designs are pretty good. They, they do a... They do a, a um, high red LED wrap around the outside of their CMH fixture, yeah, so it makes yeah. up for the red. Sounds very that, erotic. That <laughs> very Four erotic. Yeah, great guys. So, uh, w- w- anyway, to get in touch with you guys, if, if somebody magically really wanted to, I don't know. If, I don't know if they would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sure. But if, how, some, if someone magically wants to get a hold of me, I can be reached at yes. Wolf at FarmerInTheSky.com. Wow, he's still holding uh, If they're having... That's Wolf at FarmerInTheSky.com. And if they're having issues with fungal stuff, then they can reach me, Wolf at GrowSmith.com. Because that's who I will end up sending them to about fungal stuff because they came up with some magic shit that works real good. Yeah, and I have a Facebook page for HydroTech. That's Hydro, H-Y-D-R-O. T-E-C-H was a Facebook uh, page. And I got my phone number and email contact uh, there also. Sweet. And some articles, too, a bunch of articles. And while we're giving out contact information, if anybody out there is friends with anybody at Sensi Magazine and management <laughs> or ownership or anything like that, tell them how much you love the show and how much their stock would be going up and their brand loyalty 
by having such a quality broadcast occur Friday nights when Wait you know minute, everybody you goes home early. Associated with Sexy Magazine? No, they bought no, the studio. They bought the studio that we're in right now. So we we're about to yeah, last you see week this? at this studio. This whole studio. That, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, but yeah, not they're, really. They're a good magazine. They are. Well, that's what I mean. So they're great. Oh, my God. They're amazing. Fantastic they're, they're the magazine. magazine I've ever seen. I mean, the highest <laughs> circulation in all of the cannabis publications, I, don't I believe. Wait, like 50. I'm back here reading instead of watching the show. That's oh, that's why we had all the problems getting three people on the phone, because Mark was reading the magazine. Yeah. Oh. So there so we go. Tay, yeah. Tay so if anyway, you're listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tay, please, Tay. That you, you do know how how hard Mark will have to work to take this whole thing down by himself oh, and then man. take it out on his in his like a matchback all the way. Yeah, I don't think it could survive transport anywhere. I got like the Wayne's World car. Oh shit! Perfect. Yeah. So again, Tay at Sensi, we're groveling. Mark's groveling. He's in tears right now. He doesn't want to have to very to move. Well, I mean, yeah. Gonna have to we're like a we're gonna nice be on the street. We'll be on the street like we were last time when we did. Remember we, we we've done it all, dude. We, dude, gorilla podcasting, man. Gorilla right. podcasting. Yeah. That's when you show up at like a Starbucks. We just, and set up in the we just have to keep the sound quality. That's all. We just have to somehow keep the sound quality. Your Wi-Fi. Not me personally, but the rest of the sound quality. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never sound good. Well, we had all those effects queued up and everything. There was oh, the yeah, cop thing up. and the, uh, the no, no, we're gonna keyboard. Do it no, we're, we're going to do it still. I'm not doing it. So we'll see you guys uh, soon. They're going Thanks, there. Wolf. Yeah, no, Wolf. they're here. So. Oh, good. They're all here. Yep. Oh, they're still there. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, we're going to do our shout-outs. As uh, always. Yeah, for sure. Get you guys on whenever, whenever you're in town, you can take over for David. <laughs> do, do you have anything you want to publish or promote before you go? Don't give him a, don't give him a soapbox. No, don't. Yeah, we have to, <laughs> no, just kidding. We have to do our shout-outs, um, and we have to do the sponsors and get out of here by okay. 7.20 because, again, Mark has to go to a comedy oh show. Oh, my God. Mark oh, no. and his damn life. Okay. Life. Well, I already gave my contact points. Anyone out there that is interested, that's got a few million bucks, that's ready to do CBTA, let me know. I've got this brilliant plan. I've got a history. Uh, I can make shit happen. I just need the backing to do it. Right. Damn straight. Nice, nice. Um, we'll hang in there because we still got to do shout outs and possibly the giveaway, depending if they we, we actually have. Do we even have a word? I, I couldn't find Ooh, a word. I thought, no, I was back. it in the email? Mm-mm. Nope. No, it that was that... that was from last month. Oh, oh man. That's last month's word. Okay, can anybody check well, out and find the word of the month the and then job. let us know? So I think rule of podcast radio number one is you don't take a bite of the kind bar while while everything's going on because then your mouth is full and and the guy who has to fill air will just talk out of his asshole for a little bit. But uh, thank you guys so much for coming down. It this was a it it I think you kind of have to go through those dark periods of the past of persecution in order to realize how to do it correctly. So I know, I, I, I guess we have to thank you for sort of taking one for the team back then, um, taking years for the team. And uh, it, it shouldn't seems, be understated. It seems so crazy now, too, when you think about it. You're just yeah. like, what? No way. But again, like Europe just went, uh, you know, completely backwards as far as Holland goes and can't even sell lights legally there. You know, it's like if you you can, but you got to be responsible for everything, well, <laughs> everything that happens. It, well, they passed a paraphernalia bill on Holland just a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. so it's really gone um, completely there, backwards. There, there, there is sort of a final note I'd, I'd love to throw on this relative mm-hmm. to Green Merchant. Thirty years ago, tomorrow, 
the indictments were unsealed in what was the DEA's best effort to shut down domestic marijuana production. 30 years later, I have something I want to say to the DEA. Neener, 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 <laughs> motherfuckers. Right. Well, they thank you for that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Oh, you betcha. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank right, you. Yep. All right. So. All right. We uh, got shout out outs. Shout-outs. I think, okay, so we have come to the conclusion that the uh, giveaway, you, all you guys listening who were like, wait a minute, I didn't write it in again because I'm too lazy to get on the computer and actually write a little thing. Seriously, you have a really good chance when you write in, man. A but, very good chance. But you need to leave your phone number, man. Again. I saw two more new ones that didn't have phone numbers. Well, there were way more than two that didn't have phone numbers. There were yeah. like well, 30 or 40. Before that, yeah. But, I mean, two new ones from last since before the last one. All right, so here's the deal. If you're listening to the show and you actually care about the shout-outs because you're like, that's the best part of the show because they never talk about the, anything they're supposed to talk about. They're so stoned. and Especially at the end. When we do the end ones, forget about it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to remember. Oh, but we have all cues now, so we're good. Ready to go. Ready. Are we ready? Almost. Yeah. Almost ready. Almost. I'm just going to. Well, how about a grovel shout-out bef- that's not on the docket bef- first okay, to, bef- the, yeah. to the grovel? people that I've met the past few weeks that said they might want to. Before the grovel. Oh, let's man. Just, let's just. Uh, Say thanks, thanks to those guys for calling in. I know it's a little bit disjointed as we usually are, but you can get the you get the gist. And I think we're gonna have a part two anyway because uh, I feel like if we can get Ray to come on, that would be really cool because mm-hmm. uh, that was my original plan. And I hit him up last night, and like I said, I thought I made it clear because I said tomorrow on the show, but then at the end, with my little way of adding the 30th at the bottom instead of somebody he's probably Adam just, told him he was going to be on the show on the 39th. I did, no, I didn't. So <laughs> I did. it, was, it was a tough thing no, and I we were ready not. for him on I the 39th. No, I didn't say the 39th. I said the 39th <laughs> anniversary instead of the 30th anniversary and I thought, oh, uh-huh. he's going to think I, those guys are idiots. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't. They don't even know what year it's done. So anyway, open invitation to Ray for next week which would actually be the second. It won't even be in the month but it will be closer to the original date and with two extra days to get it together have no problem coming on the show and i'm sure that our our listeners want to hear what's going on (laughs) they do and i think that could be a whole show in itself because that's kind of where it was i was feeling when we started this i was like yeah we're really especially because kevin definitely had some serious shit go down and he you know when someone says they're the cause of the entire thing that you're trying to talk about you kind of got to go there right that's like okay well that's interesting and funny enough we didn't know uh oh i didn't know until about 10 5 i don't know maybe even 10 minutes and i was like this nah, yeah i didn't know sense. you i didn't know until you said it out loud and then i mean well so i mean i didn't fucking figure it out Classically, but um, <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> so when I laugh like that and nobody and somebody's just listening because I'm looking at the chat thing and and I like them they're funny. The chat gang was crushing. On yeah, you, you guys are good. Yeah, even, I turn around and you're laughing. <laughs> the most serious shit. Like I know, guys I about talking about yeah. going doing twenty two hundred years, and you're like, <laughs> and then later when he says, "I got two hundred years," you're like, "What?" 
Because huh? somebody said something funny. I know. Don't don't show it thirty seconds later. Something thirty ninth of October. The other so greatest. so just as a wrap up of the first, I'm going to say part one of the this because next week I'm just going to continue with this. Oh. I think because we didn't get to it, and I'm going to invite Ray, like I said, and if he doesn't want to get on, I'll, I'll talk to Ben and get Ben talk about the European thing, talk about uh, Neville and the, the people that you know the things that we're interested. In, I, we are interested, in, but most of the people listening to the show are going to be more. Even like, oh, wait a minute, I, I could have been one of those guys because there was 11,000 uh, names. Yeah. Well, how about the irony, the fact that it's kind of like 30 years later and Holland is going through their version of Operation Green Merchant. Right. So I'm just going to do numbers now because I got like all the numbers here from it, which is kind of... <coughs> now, of course... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dry, oh, dry, dry mouth. <laughs> Take a drink quick. Dab time, everybody. If you can get a dab in before he starts him with the numbers. <coughs> you know me and my numbers. Okay, so 377 arrests of private citizens for marijuana cultivation. 42,677 marijuana plants seized. Uh, and that includes unsprouted seeds in soil. As a plant. <laughs> unsprouted. Oh, wow. Specified. Not even just like one millimeter tall. Yeah. Unsprouted. So if you, had a, if you had wet soil, you're fucked. <laughs> um 800, eight, not sorry, 875 pounds of packaged marijuana, not too much. Five pounds of mushrooms. Ah, that's, huh. that's just, out of a 377 arrests, that's not much. Uh, that's, let's see, 280 yeah. indoor grow sites seized. 19 stores and warehouses seized. 11 store owners arrested. Eight store owners had businesses seized without being charged of any criminal activity. $7,318,000 in total assets seized. Wonder if they say total assets, they're talking like value of? or Everything s- that was put on trial, your money, yeah. your your business value, your home, okay, your so cars. Like, so those stores, those 19 stores are part of that and all that, everything else that's up there. That's legal shit. Okay, uh, 19 stores f- closed down, 7 stores forfeited, 11 under forfeiture litigation, one store, no explanation. Interesting. That'd be my store right there. I don't know. We just, he keeps doing it. <clears throat> 16 store owners arrested. And then it says 9208000 in total assets seized. So that might have been a different group. Follow up. Then the operation was far from over during the past 18 months. TA has continued to screen merchants. Investigations. Most recent figures are 443 arrests, 50,000 plants, and 58 grow sites. So from 180 to 350. Crazy. Does it say if any of those people are still in jail now? Um, I mean, <coughs> no, I don't know. It doesn't say. That's a shame. But, but it's he cra- said that there was. He said there's people still in jail from it. That's, that yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely definitely possible. Definitely possible. Yeah. I'd love to. We'd love to speak to the person who's championing, championing, champion, backing legislation to to, uh, to to get those people released. Also, speaking no. of uh, arrests, if I, I don't know, can pull it up any way, shape, or form. But you guys in, in the chat who know Samson Mallory, he's got a donate me fund going on because he had some crazy, got some weed taken away from him in 2015. Cops rolled rolled him, you know, caught. Got pulled over, found weed, told him to get the fuck out of here. Didn't get charged for it, didn't ever went to court. Got pulled over the, the other day and had a, a warrant for him, and he fucking now he's in jail. So, anyway, he's looking. So, there is a GoFundMe page, Samson Mallory. Look it up, I'm sure. So, they know. put a bench warrant out on him in 2015, never notified him. Yeah. 
Huh? How do yeah. you spell Mallory? M A L L O R Y. Yeah. A R Y. Oh, you fucked us all up now. Yeah, I don't know. Mallory, I think. M A L L O R Y. No. Anyway, if you know him or you're interested in helping out, hit him up. Hit him up. Well, I know there's so, something so crazy enough. People are still getting busted. It's ridiculous. There is some legislation going through Colorado that um, our governor is backing, uh, having all those released from prison and having your records expunged, provided it was nonviolent and it was only weed related. So, uh, vote Democratic. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I said it. That's it. We're going down. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, we just lost got, signal. Lost feed. There it is. M A L L O R Y. Booyah! O R Y. Okay, that's what I thought. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Are you on the GoFundMe site? I am, but I can't seem to find it. It's fake. And <laughs> is it? Are you sure it's GoFundMe or maybe it's like a I thought it something was. else? We'll definitely find on, that out for part Facebook, two. If you go on Facebook, do you have Dread on Facebook? Because I know Dread's. Okay. Been pumping. We're like cops here on the air with our Facebook cuppage. Were there any more statistics about that disgusting, terrible law? Um, no. Operation bullshit? No. But again, like I said, open invitation to to Ray Kogo because that's all this article talks about. And so that's interesting because, again, he was part of that whole Neville th- situation, no matter how it, how it rinses out in the end. He was definitely responsible for some bunch of people getting arrested because records were kept, which is kind of stupid. Like, why? I mean... I just come from the idea that if you keep in records, you're either trying to hold it over somebody, especially when they tell you not to. Mm-hmm. They're holding it over them, or you're just not, you just like, don't get it. All right, I found it. You found it? Okay. Here good. it comes. Free porn, I saw. I just oh, saw free, I saw look at that. Por- I saw free porn. We just, off saw, we like just right saw Mark's away. search. You saw that? Yeah, I did see that. See, that's the funny part is we get to see on Mark's screen. Yeah. Uh, like free porn. Like how come Wait, that, How to become a priest? How, Mark, what well, are you thinking of joining the... Why does that come up like that? Because I don't mind think free porn comes up on an island. Free <sighs> big salmon. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking guy. <laughs> you put the hat on me, man. You did, you're gonna. I'm gonna try to get back at you. Where'd it go? Yo. So um, let's do our shout-outs because uh, after you've done that, bam, 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 put that link up for us. Okay. Well, I got it up on the on the. It's up on the screen, but oh, here, let me. here comes the new music. Oh yeah, this is where it gets. No, we're this not is where it. you just start laughing. Oh. No, we're not doing music now. <laughs> Why? Because you got all hurt, but yep, hurt. I'm all but hurt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just wasn't talking about advertising things. I'm not no, no, that's fine. No. Oh. oh. How come that's in like porn stuff? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> it looks like toy. bright yellow. Bright yellow blocks like that. That's. He didn't because want to attach his <laughs> that's, that's our channel. So that's us. Jesus. It's all porny. It looks like a it porn. It does look like porn. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it looks total porn hubby. <laughs> oh, there you are, buddy. There you uh, go. Okay. Wow. Stupid. All right. It's going all right. There you go. We They're raising it. some money. So, it. yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, they're actually going somewhere, which is good. I was happy to see that. Okay. Um, all right. Dun, 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 dun. Millennium nutrients. All right, tell us your Our buddies over at New Millennium Nutrients. Actually, I was hanging out with with um, Jaron and uh, and Bo and those guys over in Cali when I was there. 
So we got a little, some other collabs coming out soon between Sage Master Select and those guys, and not necessarily in a seed way, but in other other way, other mysterious ways. But in the meantime, if you want to get some of their their newts, you just go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. Get in touch with them. Tell them you want to, you want to check it out. They have these little sort of mini packs that they can send out to people. Uh, and I would suggest picking up one or two items if, if you don't want to. If you're a little bit shy to jump in right out of the gate, go for that like ruby fulvic, or just try their their. Uh, uh, what's their 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 finishing product there? What's their finishing product, man? Uh, Get it together. New Decision, right? Nutrients. No, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I know. I know. <laughs> I can't think now. It's, it's so funny. Ruby Fulvic, the Winter Frost, the Decision. Oh, Equinox. no. No, Winter Frost. There you go. That was it. Finishing Winter product. Frost. Okay. And make sure you ask for the done deal. Oh, yeah. Done deal every time. Yep. Done deal every time. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we'll have them on the show again too soon. Get Jaron on here. I got to see, he, he had some Sage and Sour that was pretty fire and it was perfect because i was there picking up all these other sage and sour hybrids so i had some sage and sour to show and there was a there was a a line there that everybody could like "Ah, okay that that makes kind of sense which which was good uh intro man (laughs) here it comes incredibles I think you did exactly. Uh, I think you did exactly what I told you to do. Like so perfect that it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, make it like you." Know, blah, blah, blah. It's it's like Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, we uh, love Incredibles. By the way, yes, Incredibles edibles, the number one edibles here in Colorado, all over the country now, popping off everywhere. Quality, consistency, all the things you want in an edible. Uh, done deal coming around the corner. We had D money on the show a few months like maybe about a month ago you can look back on that show and get a little feel of what's going on with that company but in general those guys just putting out putting out the consistent fire that's what that's what you need especially edibles because you know you don't mm-hmm. it's it's with weed you're, you're gonna have differences of course but five milligrams is five milligrams yeah it's important i mean it really is i mean it, it, and they did that and they were like one of the only companies that passed that test when they kind of did a little secret test and checked everybody's shit because everybody else was like yeah it's 100 milligrams it was like five or, <laughs> or it was like it was like 195 so it's just like, like doctors yeah. jays had like 0. 0.1 or something like i that. remember and that it supposed to be like 10 uh, or 100 no it didn't have anything like it. It didn't have anything in it yeah yeah are then are they still in business i don't i haven't seen them around no. but i don't don't i don't know i remember when that happened yeah yeah so uh keep an eye out for the done deal because there's some new products coming out that they're going to launch and they're going to talk about it on the show so hopefully have them on soon so yeah. they also have a whole line of microdosed products that are out there right now and i'm oh, really? i really you know there's nothing wrong with that i love having a little two and a half milligrams in my pocket yeah. about 20 times so uh for me that's uh that's a great product for you newbies out there give them a try yeah, yeah. Incredibles. Incredibles. <laughs> the Build a soil. Oh, shit. Getting crazy over here. Build a soil. Jeremy uh, from Build a Soil on the show a week ago or so, I think. Was he on last it, was last, it was the last show. I think so. Like, hard to remember, man. We did choose, but we, when we managed to pull it together and have show after show, show after show, back to back. Well, they started on time, so that's probably why you I think don't that's remember. what it is. It's like, yeah, exactly. Uh... 
but you can go to buildasoil.com, check out their site. They now have a done deal lined up and ready to rock. It was off for a while there. People were sad. But now they can it go works. back. You can go back and get your done deal. It's it's not a huge amount, but also it doesn't matter because everything counts when it comes to growing organically and every little every little input helps. His margins are very thin. He's not he's not there to triple down on people and he's selling you the basic shit and keeping it real simple, which is the when it comes down to it, that's like that is worth that. I can't go any lower than that. Mm-hmm. But uh with them, you can get free shipping and a done deal, and then that feels pretty good. In Colorado can. and New Mexico. Yeah, of course. Well, that's a little detail. Slight detail you might want to check out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, go to 855-877-SOIL if you want to call them for some particular reason. You have something that you wanted to figure out. Everybody who works there is super smart and on point, too, so that's what makes it, that's what makes their company really good. It's not like you are only can deal with Jeremy or something like that. He's got such good people, and uh, we've had... I haven't even been there, but I had I had two and all those guys touring the place were like, whoa, impressed. So I was like, all right, that's all I need to hear. Build the soil. Build the soil. <laughs> <laughs> that's Green right. Farms. <laughs> nice. Oh, Green segue. Farms. Yes, Green sir. Farms. So Green Farms, uh, <clears throat> if you're in Colorado Springs and you have a medical card and you want to check out some properly grown no-till cannabis that has been that has uh, all organic inputs. And also uh, really good rosin and other products on their menu. You can go to uh, Green Farms. GreenFarmsCBD.com. Oh, also? That's, that's. No. No, is that not? That's a different one. That's that's a oh, different my goodness. I split it, up. Well, Mark Perez. Oh, really? That's okay. the thing is that CBD is now oh. only doing weed. Okay. Our sponsors. Well, because Green it redirected to that then. Uh, so that's what ha- must have happened. Well, redirect this. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a redirect. All right, <laughs> <laughs> family show, man. Come I'll give on. you a fucking redirect. Now, uh, yeah, we have to get the website for them. All right, let me see. Yeah, let me see if I can figure that out. But uh, yeah. Green Farms, and, and if you are in Louisville and you want to go pick up some organic uh, inputs for for your garden, you can go to Green Farms Feed and Seed and uh, pick up some stuff from them. And they're, of course, done deals all around. Done deal. Done deal for everybody. And it'd be great if you guys are ever out and about and you just ask a random waitress if you could have the done deal when eating dinner. If you can get it on recorded, that would be really good and send it in to Mark so we can play it. You can tell them that (laughs) the done deal is like an international craze. Mm -hmm. And if you get put on the map like this, just get all digital in them. They won't know what you're talking about. Just pull up a map and say, I put you on the done deal map. <laughs> Thousands of people are going to show up, and they'll be like, "Oh, really? Okay, good." And then you, yeah. say, you just have to give me ten percent off. Like, oh, here comes a good one. What's that? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, you guys are Oh, wait, do it again. Do it again. I was laughing. Treasure Barcelona. I like the Barcelona part. I like the Barcelona. Treasure is okay. The Barcelona. They're open, by the way. Even through the for the riots, yeah, through the riots, we're, we're talking serious, we're talking serious shit. Uh, so I see that Rayco goes back on the on the chat gang. So we're finishing the show now, but you got a whole we got a whole week, and we want to have you on next week, and we're going to concentrate on that you. whole side of the story because it's uh, too much for mixing up almost yeah we so, have you on right now but we have to go because mark has to go to oh a no it's all mark's show. fault it's anyway, all mark's fault it's mark's fault it's a he, basketball game tonight not a, it's a basketball oh, game fuck yeah, basketball game it's nuggets it's like it's really bad yeah, i know i'm uh, terrible so we uh 
where, what are you on now? Treasure oh, Barcelona. Yeah, they had to deal with fucking riots and fucking craziness. They're only like three, four, maybe like what, six blocks from the fucking, where the center of those riots were all happening. Well, the, the videos he was posting on Twitter was looking like they were I know, down the block. Ah. Mm. Well, anyway, PD fucking powered through it. And if you're in Barcelona and you want to run away and you want to save yourself from getting burned in fires and shit, you can just run into there and say, hey, by the way, I got this <laughs> killer spot. Done deal. Done deal. And then you get to the door and you're like on fire even, but firebombed and you're like, they'll put it out. they put it out. And roll you a joint. Smoke a joint. Yeah. And maybe light it off you. Maybe keep you burn. Let you burn just enough so they can start the joint because that's the Light service. the joint off your burning clothing. Yes. Don't They're do so that. They're so eco-minded. They don't want to add to the... It's already it's already burned, so <laughs> might as well use it. No, but they they are the, sh- the shit. And again, if you're in Barcelona and you want to have a <laughs> and you want to have a, a proper done deal, check uh, them out. Treasure the, Barcelona. The hey, funny oh, thing what, is, what's up? Oh, and the killer and the artwork there is phenomenal. It's the people that randomly call him during the show, which they is the funniest thing in the world. That everybody yeah. should know what he's doing on a Friday night. They don't know. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kids keep banging it. Bang. Okay <laughs> stop <laughs> calling me. Stop calling me. What? Do you want to do the two new ones or first before we do our two big sponsors? Uh, new new ones. Oh, you first. Have you, you, I already. You dialed them in. I've already. I mean, yeah. What? I mean, dial it in. Yeah. All right. So, okay. You want to go to those guys then? Yeah. Those guys. Okay. Yeah, sure. Whoever those guys. Are. Extract craft. Whoa. Extract. So extract craft, craft here in Colorado. Right up in Longmont, right in your zone. Oh, nice. Up in your zone, bro. The Longmont's uh, far from me. They, they are the, uh, got their, sh- well, in fact, I'd have to say, they have improved their product in the last few years to the point where, like, I'm now seeing some real quality material come out of it. Got a machine. I'm super lame and haven't got it set up uh-huh. yet. Cause, Let me know when you get that machine. Uh, yes, exactly. Bring it in. Yeah. We'll do it but, here for Sensi. But we, and, and part of the whole deal of doing this uh, sponsorship is that the, it was like I, I, I wanted to do an alcohol extraction. I looked up. I, I had them on the show before with the source. It was okay, but it was so small. It was like it only could do four ounces at a time or something like that. This thing does about a pound's worth of product at a time. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Oh wow! Equal to equal to in liquid value because you're gonna be, you're first gonna shake it into the thing and then pour it out through the Buchner funnel, strain it out, put it in the machine, rub it a bit, hit the button, zibbity zow, and three hours later you have yourself a pretty good product. Then you have to put it in purge it if you want to do it in the oven or whatever. You did say zibbity zow, right? Zibbity zoo, yeah, like sort of uh. trumping or something. Zib zow, pow, zibbity zoo, zibbity zam. There you go. So the source is the one on the left. That one, I would like I said, I was impressed for a small, tiny point of view. But the other one, really nice. It's like a nice little mini close-up. So they're going to be sponsoring the show and also uh, our next one. 420 Extractor. <laughs> 420, not 420, but 420. 420 Extractor. Uh, How do you do it? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, 420 Extractor. So 420 Extractor is a uh, uh, distillery that has now on the side while they're making all this alcohol, like, hey, wait a minute, we can make some really good clean alcohol for the mm-hmm. extraction world, which is nice to know your source because, you know, it's either grape, 
alcohol, which would be good to get, but it's hard to get. And then, you know, what are you going to use for your food grade? Everclear? Not really. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know that shit's all GMO'd out and crappy. So, uh, you know, these guys make really high-end alcohol to begin with. So they have, uh, and they're coming in at a really good price point, like 40 bucks a gallon, oh, which nice. is really good. So I thought, hey, let's put them all together. That's yeah, not are. the one you want, is it? Oh, that's the 420. It yeah. is. They put it in jars. They make you want to drink it. Look at that. Oh, I know. Chug well, it. I asked well, about that last time. Why do they make it, it look like well, that? Well, you said it comes in plastic bottles when it you does. actually order it. I right. think so. Yeah, or something like that. Maybe right. it comes like this now. No, they want you to visually see it and associate it with alcohol. Maybe not. Maybe they want you to drink it. No. At 420. At 420. Drink it. Yes. So, yeah. We're going to have them on the show soon. Cool. Cool, guys. Nice. And and then. Seeds here now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you go to that, uh, in the beginning of the show, we put a link up with me and James and James. So the two Jameses, James Loud and James Bean. Uh, you can see us killing it. James just like slouched in the corner. Was this the the your podcast last this week? The one we did on the, yeah. You know, I posted like, a link in the chat. Yeah, exactly. So you guys can check that on the PNC. But uh, James just dealing. He's been grinding away at this uh, dealing. He has fifty two breeders now, which is a perfect amount for the ADSI oh. to. So we we're talking. We have a little little rumblings about doing a proper. Uh, we have getting a proper uh, ADSI together with with just his crew because he's got. I mean, he has the number I needed, the magic number. Magic number. Because then we do it by card, so everybody's got a card. Perfect. It's perfect. Um, yeah. Who's next? <laughs> oh, is it, is it time to go? No, no. Oh. Go to com. Check them out. Go to seedsherenow.com. Check them out, of course. And check out the BOGOs and all the deals. They just they got deals on deals. And their site is finally super tight. Yep. And uh, We should follow their Twitter feed, too. They post tons of stuff well, all the time. They have forums, which is super dope uh, for everybody. So Except for me, because I'm totally lazy. Can't, can't deal with it. This is your forum. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see my form. This is your form. Oh no! What I have pictures? Holy shit! Look at that! Crazy. You asked for the done deal. I guess so. Things are just happening magically. Yeah, man. He did have some really good Hashtag pictures for. I forget deal. which grower it was, but he had some awesome pictures of some stuff that he had just given out to some tester guys, and there was some fire. I was like, wow, nice. looks good. Um, Illuminar lighting. <laughs> oh shit. So those of you <laughs> Illuminar lighting. So those of you who uh waited till the end of the show thinking you were gonna win a light, you're all sadly sadly mistaken. Next week. Apparently there was no word because we didn't see it. Did you see it? No. The word was it. invisible. The last post I saw about it was uh from September 29th. Like right so before the other one when they were right. all like they yes. they were on, and the funny thing is is that they last month point. they were so on point and we were like, "Oh shit, is it the end of the month?" Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah. This month opposite. Yeah. Uh, it's funny stuff. And then uh what was the other one? Who is it? Oh. No, just I Luminar. forgot. That's it, right? That's it. Oh, okay, That's so it. anyway, Luminar Lighting, uh, we'll be doing it next week. Yes. And, of course, they're they're busy. They're on the road. They're trying to they, – but they do have uh, uh, some good – some new products coming out that they're getting all pumped up about, so I have a feeling we're going to have them on the show too. 
And uh, we will follow up with that guy in Canada to make sure he gets his oh, light. Oh, yes. Of yeah. course we will. Of course we will. How about non-paying sponsor shout-outs of people who would like to court and get them to possibly come on? Oh, and, we'll do that in a second, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, of course, go to IlluminarLighting.com. Send them some messages telling them. The thing with these guys is if you want to get, like, a proper, if you have a big facility or something like that, you'll get a whole layout proper, like, Design, everything. It's funny because a friend of mine, <laughs> I'll, bust, I'll bust Scott on this one. He asked Scott directly, and Scott was like, oh, yeah, whatever, and he didn't really get around to it. But then he, when he got it to the other guy, 45 minutes, that shit was done. Done. So, there you go. Boom. So, Scott, come on. Done deal. Don't be lagging on us. It's okay. It's okay. So, um, <laughs> done deal. Try to use it everywhere you go. What's the uh, shameless plug that you were trying to? Well, I was going to oh, say I bumped our, into Jerome Baker, oh, Jesus. and from Jerome Baker Glass. Back and on Jerome Baker. Oh, well, I, I I don't know if I mentioned him earlier, but uh, <laughs> he he has. I don't even know if it was before the show or during the show, but anyway, he blows some incredible glass, and he's a a Bob Snodgrass student from way back in the day. So we'd love to see about getting a piece and uh, talking about him all the time. And then my buddies over at Ur Electric, my favorite electronic nail so that I don't have to use this fucking torch anymore on the air. I'd like to take more than one dab, but this torch thing, I'm not, I'm not down with that. So if you're... Oh, a, we're, we're down. As long as it's a quartz nail, we're down. For, yeah, if you're a fan of uh, an e-nail, that's, that's heating quartz, not titanium. And they also have a titanium one, but go to Electric, E-R-R-L-E-C-T-R-I-C.com. Good guys over there. Make a great product because I can tell you that I bought one in 2014 and it still works. There, there we go. go. Free shout out. Yeah, there's some. I mean, definitely when it comes to the the emails, those things were pretty bold. Like I, I have ones that I, mean, I have like here, there, and everywhere, but I wouldn't want to smoke off them because oh, it's not down with titanium anymore. Well, this is a, this is a quartz one, so. so let's do it. Let's get it in here. Yeah, we'll talk I hear because we're not going to be here anymore. Let's shameless plug. Uh, Again, yeah. Sensi Magazine, man. That magazine. Woo. Love you guys. Dud show. Sensi Magazine. You know you want. Oh, you have to do Sensi Magazine one no. for next week. No. Uh, but we are possibly going to be moving. It looks like from. So we have to come. We have to take all our stuff right now. Right now. Oh shit. Oh shit! It's I gotta go. Real. It's for Holy real. Real. Shit. It's for real. Real. Oh man! It's Damn. like that. That's yeah, how it like is. That. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think about the table. Sensi kicked us out. Uh, if you're listening, anybody from Sensi listening right now, if you want to give us a stay of execution. Well, he's all this shit. Uh, I think he has the weekend to throw more stuff away, maybe. I don't know. All right. I'll come back. I'm staying for the weekend here, so it's a cool. I can come do it. Mm. Like, I'm not going anywhere, so. I'm going to Portland tomorrow for the Cannabis Cup. Oh, let's hear about that shameless plug. Yeah, why? They listen. High times, like love them or hate them. Like they carried Airlines. the torch yeah. for so many years, and I think it's important you always um, recognize them because they they've been there for us. When you had a question, you can get a question answered, and they stayed in publication the whole time through all of these wacky laws. All right, there's my shameless plug. <laughs> shameless nice. plug. All right, Chokey Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, there was a good nickname for Adam earlier. What did he? What did they call him? Something Smoky uh, Mc. 
Popcorn Sutton or something? Like <laughs> something like that. There's Whatever that one was. That, that was, was a great one. Telly. That was Telly. I saw that. I one. love it. Uh, and shout out to, to the Pink Panther there. That was hilarious. You cracked me up right in the middle. I shouldn't stare at the chat comments yeah, at all. Yeah, you, you should never stare at the chat comments. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't even have him up here. This is yeah. like, it's terrible. Like, it, it, I'll stop putting him up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good. distracting. It's good when, when occasionally it gets us in the right direction because you can see where people are getting grumpy or whatever but I shouldn't be laughing when he's talking about how long he was in jail because I wasn't paying attention exactly that was the thing that was when it went too far it went once again too far I crossed the line so again um, we're going to continue this this uh, story next week Uh, Ray Kogo open invite call in just give me a heads up uh, and we will make sure you get it and uh, see you guys next week. And then you're out of town, so maybe we'll do a call in. We might do depending on how late it is and how lame you are. It's fucking if late. You, <laughs> if you're not, I'm you know, very lame. You might not be. You might we'll not see. Be. I, I could still be on U.S. time, and maybe I'm wide awake. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, cool. I want to shout out to uh, MTI for getting ready to pack all this shit up, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna do. Wait, I just have to wait for you and put it in my place too, I guess. Because I don't know. Hey guys, I, I, I can go. take this stuff to my house. Do you have an easy? Uh, huh? What's going no, on? No, I was kidding. <laughs> I go, can't help you pack. I oh no, go. of course not. I didn't expect it. Look at look at you. What? Look, look at you. That, that you're not a packing. Work. You're not the packing no, guy. No, that's you work. You just get bongs and emails. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the chat gang, of course. Uh, and shout out to KTI for what do we have to complain about him? We blame uh, something on him today. So someone didn't get a light. Oh yeah, light. Yep. We yeah. were going to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. We're getting to the bottom of that. And uh, shout out to my beautiful wife and Cece and little Nick who are at the Children's Museum and that weird fucking new tree fort thing they built. So oh, cool. I'm sure Nick's going nuts. And we got fish today because he wanted fish. And you're going and you're taking your uh, your kid to see 21 Pilots on Sunday, right? Sunday, 21 Pilots. Yeah, my daughter's going too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, they will be linking up. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be pretty fun. Uh, yep, so 21 Pilots this Sunday. Getting ready for fucking Halloween next week. Uh, so it's going to be fun. I'm staying home and just banging out costumes. And i got to fly on Halloween. You. It sucks. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip. To cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it... Gun, gun.